Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. One who knows nothing can understand nothing. Plunge deeper into the darkness and your heart will grow even stronger. Welcome everybody to the Ansem Report Podcast. This is episode number five of the Ansem Report Podcast, and we are going to be getting into some Kingdom Hearts 3 spoilers. With me right now is my brother Jason. Hello. Uh, the Master of Masters Addison will be joining us a little bit later. Thank you guys for tuning in. Before we get started, I want to say you can leave us a really dope, awesome review on iTunes if you like the show, like our good friend Rex Overdrive did. Thanks, Rex. He said, podcasting with the power of the Keyblade, best Kingdom Hearts podcast out there. Thank you to Rex. Also, go check Thank out you. his podcast, Abominations of Technicolor, if you want to hear people talk about bad movies, because that's what they do. So, anyway, hit us up on there. If you want to ever ask us a question or uh, have us talk about anything, hit us up on AnsomReportPodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. Send us an email. Or if you want to hit us up on Twitter at Super Spaghetti Bros. You can do that as well. We're actually going to answer our very first email right now. And the email from Anonymous says, WTF, what Ansem even are you? Mm. And I think what this this person is trying to say is that we are using the face of Ansem Secret Darkness, who theoretically did not write those Ansem reports. Yeah. So here's the story on this. Uh, Jason and I knew we wanted to do a podcast because we'd had success analyzing trailers on YouTube and stuff. And we were like, you know what? That's fun. Let's, let's start doing a weekly Kingdom Hearts podcast. There's also a loophole that we have, too. Multiple loopholes. Oh, I'm going to explain <laughs> the backstory, and then I'm going to tell everybody to shut the fuck up. So <laughs> we were trying to think of a good name. Uh, and I, I was like, I don't want it to be like generic Kingdom Hearts podcast or, you know, blah, 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 you know whatever it might be. I don't really even want Kingdom Hearts in the name. I, yeah. I think if it's a name that's like... It has to be something that, if if you like Kingdom Hearts, you'll you know. see, you'll know. You'll know, but it doesn't say Kingdom Hearts necessarily. Right. And then the subtitle is a Kingdom Hearts podcast for people that don't get it, right? Right. So we're driving in the car, and I'm like, I don't know. And Jason just goes, what about the Ansem Report? And I said, holy shit. And in my head, flooded Hollow Bastion. Finding those answer reports right. of Kingdom Hearts 1. The purple, black darkness everywhere. Yeah. And I had this aesthetic in my head immediately of what I wanted it to be. Billy Zane Ansem. Billy Zane Ansem. And that's why it was such a good name on his part. Because it was like, one, people know what we're talking about. It makes sense. And I have the aesthetic for it. I have right. the... And if you... You know, he thought of a name that immediately got my head turning. Like, I know what I can do with this. I really want to do this. Yeah, And so... I afterwards, when I got, you know, my, my flush of uh, excitement and, and did a bunch of art, I said, you know, this really doesn't make sense. <laughs> because if you play any Kingdom Hearts after Kingdom Hearts 1, you go, 
hmm, he didn't write those reports. Anson the Wise did. Spoiler for everybody that hasn't played Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh, but I still think it works. I still like it. And maybe after we do enough reports, we will turn into the Ansem the Wise secret Ansem report. You don't know. Who knows? You don't know what will happen. But also, okay, so in What's Kingdom Hearts, loophole? we have two loopholes. Okay, let, him ha- let me have them. Loophole number one. In Kingdom Hearts 1, you don't know that there's an Ansem the Wise and an Ansem Secret That's of Darkness true. and all these Ansems. You just think that it's that Ansem who wrote it. I will tell you, though, unfortunately, we live in this cursed timeline where we do know all that info. Right. <laughs> loophole number two to cover the loose ends of the other loophole is in Kingdom Hearts 3, like, basically only... I, I can't even think. There's only a few of the... Thir- or Is it 13 or 14 Ansem reports in this game? 13. Only they're f- called secret reports, not answer reports. Oh, they're not? Yeah, I thought they were called answer reports. Oh, no, loophole. Loophole destroyed. Loophole closed. Loophole I was going to say, none of the secret reports are really written by Ansem. No, they're uh, not. They're not. Loophole destroyed. Yeah, I'll find another loophole. They're called secret, secret I'll let reports. you know. <laughs> nice dude. Hey, I appreciate hey, you fighting for, fighting for the podcast. But Anyway, it's called the answer. So report. I hope, Anonymous, we answered your question about uh, why we are ants of secret darkness when in reality we should probably be ants of the wise and maybe one day we'll transform maybe we'll evolve who knows i'm right now i'm good with billy zane yeah and maybe richard epcar when i feel like it yeah when i'm feeling nasty you yeah. know secondly new point of news kingdom hearts has shipped over 5 million copies wow which makes it the fastest selling kingdom hearts game of all time that's wild and my question for you, Jason, is are you surprised? No. Not I'm not either. I think this game had so much hype coming up on it. It was going to be just ridiculous. And a lot of people bought multiple copies. Some psychos bought like four or five copies. <laughs> so certain psychos. Certain psychopaths <laughs> bought four or five copies of it. Certain psychopaths that would maybe mix up Ansem's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't mix them up, okay? I just knew that. Cause, okay. I don't know. Not who to go Ansem back. Is. Not to go back on this topic, but when you think Ansem report, do you think anything but Kingdom Hearts one? No, not really. I don't either. I think the Ansem reports uh, two I, were fine, but they weren't cool. I, I think of the area where, like, in Hollow Bastion and KH one, where like you can fall down, and then there's like the the lifts to go yeah. up, but then there's also like the hidden part where you can go to get one of the like above. Yeah. Where you like climb way up, and then you like break I think down about, the wall or whatever. I That's think about area, spending think about. hours looking for these reports, yeah. when, and, and and like that was still in the time the internet was there, but it wasn't like the instant information. Like we didn't have it on our phones, we didn't have it. You know what I mean? Right. Like it wasn't something you could just do like that. So in my head, I I I spent hours just looking for those and going, well, I wonder if there's more than twelve because I think there were twelve, right? Yeah, at the time there's twelve. There's got to be a thirteenth or fourteenth one. There's, you know, like looking and yeah. like, but you don't know because you're a kid. You know what I mean? And I, right. I, I, I mean, I wasn't that young, but I was, I was a teenager. I was a kid. <laughs> you were a kid. So I, I remember, you know, doing all that, and that's why when you said Ansem report, that's the memory that flooded back to me, not the second one or the secret reports or the. Uh, right. Are they called the Xehanort reports in Birth by Sleep? They might still be called answer reports. Who knows? Let really? I don't I'll know. look it up. You continue. I don't know about that. But anyway, yeah, Kingdom Hearts has been a huge success. Kingdom Hearts 3 has been a huge success. I'm very excited about that. Because to me, Square Enix has kind of become a company that loves money. And I don't have a problem with that. I think all companies exist to love money. Right. But when 
a game that I love does really well, that raises the chances of them making more and more and more, and maybe not necessarily for the Nintendo DS next time, or the <laughs> you know, or the, the the Game Boy Advance or the PSP, and splitting them all up all over It'll the. It'll still be on place. mobile though. Still be Union Cross. Well, mobile makes money, dude. Mobile's like. I can't imagine being addicted to that game. You know how much money I've spent on Final Fantasy Dissidia Opera Omnia? <laughs> I'm not I'm not yeah, willing. They're called Xehanort reports. Okay, that's what I thought. I'm not willing to disclose how much money I've spent on that. One is called Xehanort Letter. Xehanort's Letter. Mm. And then it goes Xehanort Ansem Report. Or Xehanort. <laughs> Xehanort Ansem Report. Xehanort Ansem Zemus Report. Xehanort Report. It, Zay- it, it sounds weird. Zaya Report. Xehanort Report. Xehanort Report. Anyway, uh, yeah. Anything else you want to talk about Kingdom Hearts while we're sitting here, Mug Man? Uh, Before, while we're waiting on the Master of Masters to join us. No, I've just been loving Kingdom Hearts. It's Playing a great it a game. Lot. It's so much fun, isn't right. it? It's so good. Uh, I've I've been noticing. Actually, I do want to talk about a couple things I've noticed in the game that I didn't notice by the last time we talked about it. Uh, one is because I've been going through and trying to like I've been trying to. Uh, thousand out of a thousand it on xbox okay okay and uh full achievements yeah full achievements so i i I did all the flan missions Uh uh-huh and uh those are fun except for the tangled one stupid because you have to take pictures of flans at certain moments but if you don't take even if you take excellent pictures of all seven of seven flans if you don't take pictures of the right flans you won't get a high enough score and it doesn't really explain that to you so i did it like five times uh I really, I really, I really enjoyed the flans. Otherwise, even the ones that were kind of hard, uh, I like the mini games that you play in, the, like the Virum Rex and the dancing mini game and the what's the one? Oh, the I don't like the Flash one in Big Hero Six yet, but mm. I have to get good at it. I think yeah, it'd be good speed run training. Uh, but I really like that you get like cool items for those, and you get abilities for a lot of them. Oh. Like um, you got a what's what's it? Fusion, the what? one where you team up with Donald. What? Yeah, what's what? Is it fusion? Is it like ice fusion and fire fusion? And no, it's just it's. I think it's called like fusion flame. You both fusion just flame. okay. Well, you get other versions of with different oh of elements. Team up, so you uh, get finishers? fusion ice, fusion oh. wind, um, and you get that from beating the flans. Okay, and then you get a lot of attraction extenders, and then I even got uh one for goofy cult that i haven't seen yet but it's like mm. uh what's his called I is can't. his called fusion his might be called fusion but it's called rocket goofy rocket oh. so i don't know if he does the rocket smash Dude, thing i hope so uh, i haven't seen it in action yet um you no know i like rocket smash i've been spamming meow wow yeah i know i know i know you do uh <laughs> i beat all the battle gates the battle gates are fun none of them are that hard i didn't actually i didn't beat the 14th one yet yeah the the secret boss boy who uh, we didn't talk about. We're not going to talk about him today with the spoilers. We'll talk about him next week, maybe. But there's there's a conspiracy theory going around about who that character's heartless is. Oh, based on his scarf he's wearing. Hmm. Okay. It rhymes with pefimer. Okay. <laughs> I just kind of gave it away, didn't I? Maybe. Uh, and but he's tough. He's he he punishes you for doing things that you do when you're lazy in the game. Right, and I really like that about him. Even yeah. though he's not like, oh, it's Sephiroth, or he's the boss yeah. of the next game, or whatever. But he might have some more lore ties than we think, based on what people are saying in the internet. So right. that's cool. Uh, I like that. 
when you upgrade the your Leviathan ship all the way, you can unlock the Black Pearl. Yeah, just drive the Black Pearl. For I mean, there's not sake. much you can really else you could do except just take some picks. And that's kind of like a theme in this game that I'm a little disappointed with. I still really like the game. I think it's an A plus game. Uh, maybe not A plus. It's an A. All right. It's in the 90s to me. It's uh it's three fifty five eight over two <laughs> days percent. days out of point zero two birth by sleep a fragmentary passage. That's my rating. Okay. Uh but So it's you, pretty high up there. Yeah, you get a lot of cool stuff that you have no use for because you already beat everything. Yeah. And that like the ultimate weapon's another one where you you craft the ultimate weapon. I haven't done it yet, but it's like what now? Yeah. I guess I grind to level 99 because that's one of the fucking trophies for some reason. <laughs> you know? I, it, yeah. It, it, so that's a little disappointing. And I think I would have, I think I felt the same way when I played Kingdom Hearts 2. The first, yeah. Before until Final, Final Mix. Mix. But we didn't really get to, pl- people talk about Final Mix like it's been something we could play forever without importing it. But that's not the truth. We've only been able to play Final Mix since, since PS3. PS3. So people, oh, Final Mix, unless you imported it, which you might have, and had a, some people did. A region broken PS3. Three and you know, or PS two, PS two, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that's that's kind of my thoughts right now. Oh, also, there's cutscenes when you cook. Yeah, yeah, I did get one of them. You as you raise your star level in the bistro, you get cutscenes, and Scrooge McDuck gives you stuff, and he tells you how great you are. Oh, Letty. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I I did see a meme that this just reminded me of it. Of Sora and Remy cooking, and then they had Gordon Ramsay leaning in. <laughs> just screaming in and the it face. Said, <laughs> it said, this is so raw, it could be a Xehanort vessel. <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh pretty hard. <laughs> that was a good shit. Well, anyway, guys, uh, so we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> and we're going to... Uh, if you haven't beat Kingdom Hearts 3 yet and you do not want to be spoiled, now is the time to pause it and come back once you have... To this very moment, because when we come back after Billy Zane tickles the ivories with his voice a little bit, right? He's gonna play the piano with his voice, apparently. Uh, and we're talking full spoilers, whole game. Yeah, we're not holding ending, anything back. Epilogue, secret movie, secret movie. We're talking everything. We're talking about. So if you don't want to be spoiled, now is the time to say peace and come visit us in a little bit. And if you if you do that, thank you so much. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you in a minute. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts, fill me with the power of darkness. Let's let's start chronological, and then if we jump around, we jump around. Okay. Okay. So so chronologically, I think the f- the first biggest spoiler situation is Aqua and saving Aqua. Right? That's when the game really starts to pick up the lore. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. So, Aqua, you, Riku fights her and gets his butt kicked, and then Sora comes in and saves the day, and that's a really cool scene. Yeah. Sora finding Ericus's keyblade on Destiny Island and going in. Yeah, that, that was, like, one of the most, like, hype moments. Well, and they really, they really made Sora seem like a, you know... The whole, a savior? Yes, the savior. The whole point of the game was for him to build his powers up. And Riku seemed absurdly strong when you first control him. Yeah. And then you come back later, and Riku seems still the same strong, but Aqua's just that much stronger. But then when Sora comes in, you can just you can just annihilate her. Right. You know. Um, so I, I was pretty impressed with how they did that scene. But it's what we expected, though, right? There, there's nothing really about that that's like, 
this is wow the, the trailers didn't spoil this it was kind of like we knew sora was going to save aqua yeah you know there, there wasn't a we we see we saw the hand we've seen it like the, it was his destiny to save aqua we knew that was going to happen and we move on to ventus mm-hmm. which i thought was a really cool situation you got to control aqua yeah which they had teased two playable characters but there were three playable characters in right. this game sora riku and aqua and that makes sense considering that point two was originally supposed to be the prologue of Kingdom Hearts three, mm-hmm. and then they they split it off as kind of a tech demo kind of thing. So, Control and Aqua felt good. I felt like back yeah. back to Aqua, Spellweaver, classic, right? Vanitas, badass dude, love him. And then we get the scene of Sora uh, apparently discovering the power of waking again. Yeah, and waking up Ventus, who just blows through that shield like a, or that that arena shield like a badass right and saves yeah. aqua but if i recall it didn't seem like he really did anything in particular it more like it more felt like ventus i don't i guess it's not that fresh in my memory but but did sora do anything in particular i can't recall well they they showed like the the dive into ventus's heart or whatever yeah. you call it, with the stained glass windows and he said to Ventus, tell me what to do. And I don't remember how Ventus replied to that, but it was, you know, something that caused Ventus' heart to awaken. Right. Uh, and I think something that's interesting about this, and we'll talk about it more later, is we are, Sora is just as clueless about the power of waking as we are. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, even after playing that game multiple times and watching some of the cutscenes, I don't know what the power waking is. Jason, do you know what the power waking is? No. Addison, do you know what the power waking is? Um, I don't know that it's it's actually a power in any real sense. It like they almost just make it seem like uh the power of waking is like a yearning of heart, you know what I mean? Like the heart reacting when it's when it needs to most. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's no like uh, it's not a spell or, or like um, some great ability. It's almost just like having a, uh, you know, a will or a heart with will enough to, to return to body or something like that. Right. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's like wanting it enough. Yeah. yeah, and we we'll get into it more later. But they they talk about how the power of waking is using hearts to find worlds, not worlds to find hearts. And Sora's doing it wrong. Okay. And so they, they talk about uh, young yeah, Xehanort. Yeah, that, that was a young Xehanort quote, and I didn't really follow what he was trying to get no. at there. But then later in the ending, Mickey does say, you don't use the power waking to find hearts, Sora, when Sora's saying he's going to go off to find Kyrie. Mm-hmm. So apparently Mickey knows how it works, and young Xehanort knows how it works, but neither of them can explain to us how it works, because I still don't <laughs> get what it means. Yeah. Yeah. Tracking back, we jumped around a little bit there, but tracking back, we have this this really funny scene where everybody's gathered in Yen Sid's, I guess, office. Is, would you call that an office? Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's where Yen Sid does his paperwork. Um, and they have this funny scene where everybody – there's, like, connections of people, like, that were missed. Like, Ventus remembers Lee, and Lee's happy he remembers them. And, and they do this thing, which I – it made me laugh so hard when we first went through it, Jace, with – Jimmy goes, if you guys are confused about what's going on, I gave you all gummy phones. Jimmy, Jimmy <laughs> might as well have looked at the screen and said, look at your gummy phone if you don't know what the hell's going on yeah. right now. 
it, it was like it was almost like a public service announcement. Right. I remember thinking that too. I was like, "What the fuck, Jiminy?" Yeah, I I just was like, "Are you serious right now?" They're they're gonna tell us, "Hey, look at your gummy phones." If you don't know what's going on, Axel, wink, wink, not talking to Axel, talking to the player. I and Addison, you you texted me this pretty early on playing the game. If you have never played Kingdom Hearts, you had no idea what the fuck was going on. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Even even if it was, it was just... It was clear pretty quickly that, that it was not going to be easily understandable. Right, right. Well, even like like one of my one of my good friends, he's played all the games except for the mobile game. And I was like, yo, have you like watched anything on Union Cross at all? And he was like, no. And he was on um, San Francisco. And I was like, all right, well, don't... Don't go past that until you like watch a video, and I like linked him a video and was like, "Hey, watch this because there's gonna be some bullshit there. It's gonna make no sense to you whatsoever." Yeah, um, yeah which I just think is crazy. Um, yeah, it it is. It it it's. I mean, we should have yeah. expected it, but it's it's that crazy. That was one of the things we debated like before the game came out, right? How how heavily involved is Union Cross gonna be? And yeah, you know. In the latter half of the game, it had some some pretty important roles. But yeah. the answer is also yes and no, right? Because when you yeah. when you take the Union Cross stuff, how much of it actually mattered to this particular game? And the answer is not much. Well, I mean, you could say that like the game happened because of Union Cross. Well, right, but you you get what I'm saying, right? Like if you go in and you don't know who Ephemer is. You'll be a little confused at that big Keyblade scene, which was a cool scene, by the way, the big Union Cross Keyblade scene. Yeah, yeah. You'll be like, who's this guy, right? But then they go, oh, it's the light from the past. And you go, okay, I can I can vibe with that. And then there's there's the black box talk with Maleficent and Pete, and then there's the epilogue, which reveals, this is a huge spoiler, but reveals Zigbar to be Luju. That's the only stuff you'd be lost on, and that doesn't really matter to this game. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's for next game. Right. Right? Like and and they have that one scene which I, I was so intrigued by this scene when they played it of, uh, Zenmus, Marluxia, Demix, Larxene, oh, and yeah. Luxord standing on those pillars in that area, and yeah. he talked about your your past Keyblade legacy or something. And right. I was like, oh yeah. cool, are they gonna have Keyblades? Like what's gonna happen? And they don't talk about it again ever. Yeah, that goes away forever. It just doesn't exist. Right. I felt like. With how much we saw that area in the trailers, I feel like that area is going to be used a lot because they do that in the other games. There were like two scenes. There was like two scenes. Yeah, two scenes. Uh, so anyway, we, we we jumped around again. But we get a scene with uh, Axel and uh, Syx mm-hmm. on the uh, the clock tower, which is kind of foreshadowing Syx's redemption, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, we get a scene with Aqua and Ventus looking at the stars, which is pretty inconsequential. Uh, and then we get to the Keyblade Graveyard, and this is where it gets real crazy. Yeah. So we had that trailer where Sora's crying and yelling, and it, it, everybody dies. Donald yeah. was the one to use the laser, like yeah. Jason, Jason <laughs> said, which blew my mind. I couldn't believe that was what happened. What was that spell called? Mega Flare? No, it was uh, oh. Zeta Flare. Zeta Flare, yeah. Zeta Flare, Z E T T A Flare, and I I don't even know where that comes from. It's probably Omega Uber OP. Well, be, because 
when they use spells like that a lot, they're they're taken from Final Fantasy. Like Mickey tried to use Ultima against Xehanort at one point. Yeah, but Zeta, I don't even know where what that is, and why would you pick such a word that's so hard for Donald Duck to say? <laughs> you know, Zeta <laughs> Flare. It's like, what did he just say? Thank God for subtitles. Uh, so some stuff happens. Basically, Terranort bodies everybody. Yeah. Wipes out Ventus right away. Wipes out Axel right away. Uh, gets lasered. So Donald goes down. And then this heartless hurricane or tornado yeah. just kind of picks up everybody except Sora and Riku. And then Riku does the thing where he stands in front. And then it, it says the, the, the heartless overtake both of them. And it says, and just as prophesied, the light fell and the darkness prevailed. And you're like, what? Yeah, it was like, okay, I guess it was going to happen, but this is not what I was expecting at all. Right. Like, one darkness defeated all of the lights. Well, not even not even the one darkness. It was just a bunch of... It was a bunch of heartless. It was a tornado of heartless. So, then we're transported to this this heaven-like scenario called the final world, where Sora has to collect pieces of himself. Because he's dead, and he's everyone dead. is dead. And there's a Cherithy there, and they kind of reveal it's Venge Cherithy without saying it. Uh, but what's really interesting to me, and what I what I like the most about this area, were these stars yeah. that you could talk to. After collecting a piece of Sora, another star would pop up. And there were two in particular that were voice acted, but I really enjoyed the other ones that had the different... Yeah. It was very existential stuff. Um, and, like, all the stars you talk to are, are just, like, random. They're not... They're not people that you would actually know. No, and, it, and they're just saying things like, "Oh, I wish, uh, you know, I would have. Uh, uh, I miss having the burden of my children, or you know what I mean, just like weird uh, like, stuff that yeah. you wouldn't think about unless you're dead, I guess." And then there's two in particular. There's one that's clearly nominee, and she says herself as nominee, and she makes a comment about how she's, you know, through the through the connections or the telephone or whatever the fuck she's talking about, she has a connection with the lingering will. She's going to dial him up and see what he can do. Right. It's like, wait, what? (laughs) Then there's another one, which when Jason and I played the game, and if you watch our let's play, when it gets to this point, you'll see we, we identified as she but it's not she It's Starletzia. Yeah. Uh, we were just like, Oh, it sounds kind of like she So it must be she Right. When when I looked back on it, I was like, "Wait!" She said she was killed by somebody. She said someone's gonna come after her once his heart is better. Yeah. What's weird is she whispers the person to Sora, and he looks shocked, but he wouldn't know. Uh, what's Marluxia's other name? Lorium. Lorium. He wouldn't know who that is. So why does he make like a shocked face? I don't know. Huh. Maybe she just said like, Marluxia. I yeah, don't know. Goes, oh, he goes by Marluxia. But then Sora doesn't bring that up to him. Yeah. Sora doesn't say anything to him about well, it. Well, maybe because he knows he's not a, no- a somebody yet. Hmm. Okay. Fair enough. So anyway, this scene's interesting. Uh, I found out after, too, this isn't lore-related, but you have to collect 111 of yourself, right? Mm-hmm. If you collect, yeah. If you collect 222, you get an HP boost. If you collect 333, you get another HP boost. Hmm. What? Yeah. So your 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 max HP goes up. That's cool. That's why you can go back there because you were like why because there was a portal once you come back that goes oh go back here yeah why go would back. you go back here it's it's so you can get those mm. HP boosts. But I I really enjoyed how this looked. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a cool way to really uh, test your parkour skills. That, that was yeah. Uh, well, Addison, do you have anything to add about the the final world? 
No, and honestly, I missed. Uh, <clears throat> I know the stars you're talking about, and you had kind of given me a tip beforehand um, on to look for the two that that uh, have voice um, voice actors mm-hmm. or voiceovers, and I never, I never saw those. Really? Hmm. Huh. No, I, I never saw those. Interesting. Well, we would we we. We found the Starletzia one first, and we were like, oh, maybe there's more of these. So we kept reading all of them, yeah. and we found Nominee. We read, like, literally every one so, of them. And if you don't talk to Nominee, because it's completely optional, like you said, you didn't find it, then Lingering Will showing up in a few scenes makes no sense. That's true. Because <laughs> I've, I've seen on Reddit a lot of people go, why did Lingering Will just show up? What happened? Yeah. Well, well, we'll get to that in a minute. So... Then we enter what Jason and I think I will agree is the most tedious part of the game, and that is fighting the Lich. Yeah. Ugh. The Lich combines a couple of my least favorite things in Kingdom Hearts. Right. One is enemies who you go to hit and they disappear, just like we talked about last week with uh, Davy Jones. Yeah. I almost said Barbosa. <laughs> with Barbosa. <laughs> Two is not only that, it punishes you. For targeting. Yeah. So if, yeah. If, if you target and he disappears, it will target his little, like, thing he leaves Clone, there that yeah. explodes. So the game doesn't want you to Z-target him. Yeah, like, it doesn't want you to target and it doesn't want you to do long combos because mid-combo he just disappears too. Right. Uh, I found with the nano, the nano blade, he, he doesn't like the nano blade. <laughs> the nano blade, because you have the yo-yo, which pulls you closer. You're right. And then the... The big fist will go after him regardless. Okay. He does not like the nano blade. That's how I got through. And then I used a lot of shot lock. Yeah. Because if you shot lock him, if you don't charge the nano shot lock all the way, it does the one where it shoots like the nano like arms at him mm-hmm. instead of the ball that shoots everywhere. Right. And then that knocks him like... down, and then you can get near him and then combo him. Oh, okay. I feel like I consistently forgot that shot lock existed. I don't yeah. know how it's much. It's actually, actually really OP. Did. I had to remind Jason multiple times in our playthrough that Shotlock existed. Yeah, but that's I've in been... BBS. It was the same way. I had to get you. Yeah, you right. Shotlock. Yeah, that's true. And it was it was overpowered as shit in BBS. Yeah, that's true. It's uh, still really strong in this game. Yeah, especially if you don't charge it all the way. I found the ones yeah. that you don't charge all the way are better than the ones that you charge all the way. Yeah, which is really strange. Anyway, so you fight this lich, and basically the idea is you're saving all your friends' hearts from him. But towards the end, or after you do it all, you find everybody but Kyrie. Young Xehanort shows up, and he says, you know what? You're going to die because you're doing this wrong. You're doing the power awakening wrong. And I know you're just going to keep doing it. You're going to keep doing it because you're an idiot, and I know you're an idiot. And Sora's response is like, my heart is strong. And he's like, yes, I know. You're going to die. Like, <laughs> and then he walks away. And then Jiminy's like, oh. What, what really bothered me about this scene was not just the Lich was a horrifying boss to fight, and it was tedious, but after that, Chip and Dale come on the phone, and they go, hey, we found a way back to the Keyblade Graveyard. Where are we? What is the context of this? Right. Chip and Dale can yeah. contact us. I thought <laughs> exactly. we were diving deeper into Sleeping Worlds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and it's like, not only is like, okay, so like the Lich has all those things, but you fight it like seven times yeah. in a row. And so you have to do it, and it, it continuously gets more spammy and oh. more. The Big Hero Six one's the worst because it has around. Neo Neo shadows, and Those they are very two. aggressive. Yeah. So you'll be like trying to shot lock the guy, and then they'll hit you, right. and then he'll spam. Oh yeah, they like Aroga and Water and, and yeah. yeah. Ugh. But anyway, we get through that. We're we're flying down again, and there's Kyrie, and Kyrie's like, "Hey, Sora, 
you made it. And he's like, wow, Kyrie, you make me strong. I actually read today that the real translation of that isn't Kyrie, you make me strong. It's, wow, Kyrie, you are strong. So the English version romanticized it for whatever reason. Huh. And I I found that pretty strange. And apparently that happens quite a bit. Huh. Uh, Just a fun little weird thing. But so then you show up back at the Keyblade graveyard. And Sora goes, it works. And Donald's like, of course it worked. Like, what, what do you mean? Point us back at those guys. So everybody's aware that they died. Yeah, but, yeah. But. It didn't seem like Then it. the next scene, it seems like no one is aware. So the one explanation I read that made me somewhat satisfied with this, the theory that I read, yeah. is that when you time travel, you do lose your memories. Right? However, they remembered at first, and then they go in and they don't remember anymore. Yeah, it was it was super confusing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know if there's some final mix scenes that are going to fix this or <laughs> i don't like, know i i because yeah, that was know. the question like because it never really was like yes you time traveled it was just like uh what happened did we well, come back to there's so that? much like what is going on because yeah. you die you go to that world you save everyone still don't know exactly what's going on well, then the most... they just reuse the exact scene until the part where he where like, terranor is going to kill everyone and then like then lingering will comes right. out. One thing I forgot to mention too that I noticed when I was playing through my second time. Once you leave the final world, it reshows the scene of Riku sacrificing himself to save you. Yeah. And then you're diving down. So it replays that scene again like, "Oh, you you made yourself whole again and now you're back here and then you dive down to save the hearts." And then everybody time travels back. It makes no sense right, the way they have it set true up. Too. I was just I because I forgot that right. when we played. I was like, wait, what's going on? Because we were so confused in the moment. I played again. I go, wait, they play this scene again? I, I don't get it. Anyway, moving on. Lingering Will shows up and bodies Terranor mm-hmm. and is never seen again. Yeah. Now again, I have an explanation on this. <laughs> okay. Okay. And I actually enjoy this explanation, and I think it's right. And I think they just didn't add a scene because it ruins a scene later if you explain it. Okay. Lingering Will went into Terra's heart in the Guardian. Mm. He must have beat the crap out of Terranor and then... Like, fused with him. His, his will went inside there. So that's why when, you, when you're in that fight and he uses the Guardian... Um, or not, not when in the in the fight because in the fight he still uses the guardian, so it's a little shaky. Yeah. But then the guardian suddenly wants to help, right? Right. And save you because it's Terra, Terra's heart and the lingering will are combined, and they they try to save you from Terra. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and there were all like before this game came out, like in previous games, there were already theories that the guardian was Terra. Right. Yeah. BBS they um. When you fight Ansem as Riku and you beat him, they almost, I, I don't remember the exact line, but they say something about Terra and they linger on the Guardian. Like the camera lingers on the Guardian. Yeah, they yeah, don't come yeah. out and say it, but they're basically saying, hey, he's that's Terra. Mm. Well, yeah. And like, and part of it, I think part of it is because he's got like the, the X strap, like Terra does. And then I think the Guardian's mouth is like sewn shut or it's like, it's got like it's bandages so... over it. Yeah. yeah, it's like 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 he can't talk. Right. Yeah, 
Yeah, because when he does talk, it's pretty crusty. He's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's yeah. dust coming out of his mouth and shit. All right. Uh, <laughs> anyway, backtracking. Lingrenwell fights off Terranort. You fight a you fight a wave of Heartless. And then there's a big tornado that forms again, just like it did in the previous timeline or whatever. Yeah. And Sora's like, I'm going to take it down myself because I don't want this to happen again. And Ephemer shows up from Union Cross. And he goes, do you need a little help? And all these Keyblades from Union Cross of those Keyblade Masters come in and you just tap triangle so you can't tap triangle no more. And it shows all their usernames on the side, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if those were like high score, like the high score. That's what it seems like. I read, I read that it was people that won a contest. Oh, because it's the same names every time. Okay, not in the same order, but it's the same names every time. Okay, so I read that it was people that won a contest like a while ago. Oh, to be in Kingdom Hearts three, and then people forgot about it, and then so when it showed up, everybody's like, "Oh my god, it's the people." That's what I read. I, I, that's on Reddit. I read that, so it could be wrong. Hmm. Uh. So that happens and it's cool and they annihilate like they do this cool anime thing where they annihilate the the core, yeah. the heartless core. And then the keyblades themselves do the same kind of thing. Yeah. Everybody's like, "Oh, cool, we did it." And then walks up uh replica Riku or past Riku yeah, or whatever Riku, Riku. You want to call him and he starts summoning another heartless storm and there's just as many heartless there as there were before. Right. Also, Zigbar shows up and says a couple things and leaves. For whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Like, Go get him, kid. That's him. Uh <laughs> So they're they're in a they're in a they're all Well, and it also kind of seems like they knew they were all gonna die and then come back. Oh yeah, that's what it is. Terranor says- well Terranor says your hearts will be like ripped from your body before the day's done or whatever. Before you even fight the 13 Darknesses. And he says that the first time, too. Yeah. But Zigbar this time and Riku, they say something about failing. And Axel says, we fail with style. And he goes, at least you admit it. And right. I, when I first heard those lines, I didn't equate it to what had happened. But yeah, you're right. The second I did, time yeah. I was like, oh, they're talking about how they failed the first time. I okay. was like, wait, how do they know they all died? Right. And then it makes more sense, too, with them knowing because... Um, young Xehanort knew and like went and talked to Sora. Right, everybody knows everything. Right, except they're us. Yeah, everybody knows everything except the person playing the game. That's the problem. Right. So uh, Riku goes away, and they're just surrounded by Heartless, and they're trying to think about what to do. And I, I looked at Jason, and I said, what Dusex Machina is going to save us in this one? Right. And... <laughs> I literally kid you not, guys. It makes this giant yellow ball comes down, and it makes like a bomb noise. Yeah, like that. And I was like, "What?" And it's fucking Yen Sid. <laughs> and he's like, what "His up? arms are all spread out like he's Jesus Christ, right, like dude, the savior." That I told you last week, Addison, that I sc- I screamed sea. like a girl at ten forty-five at night. It's because Yen Sid showed up, and I was so excited uh. for Yen Sid. <laughs> yeah, and he Finally. fucking Moseses it and parts the fucking sea of heartless. Right. Oh, and he, he's doing lines of coke, and yeah, yeah. He just, I love Yen Sid. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, "Hurry, young masters." Donald Goofy stay with them. He parts away. Then you're at we're at the crossroads. Xehanort does the thing where he makes the big coliseum. Yeah, he basically and, like locks everyone in separate areas. And we enter what's probably my favorite part of the game, where we fight the thirteen organization members. It's in different, so dope. Different uh, 
configurations, and when you beat one, they get their own little like dying monologue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I, I think love. that was cool. And then you like proceed the fight. Well, and then which, whichever one you don't kill, then proceeds to be powered up like even stronger. No, 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 you're wrong about that. Cause I played it so. They basically they do their desperation moves if uh-huh. you get them down to low health regardless. Oh, okay. but once you beat one, then the next one does their desperation move. This is the first thing they do, but they don't get more powerful. They just use their desperation. Right? Move yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They use their desperation, but move. they can use it when everybody's there. Okay. So your strategy of lowering everybody to low health is not good. Can backfire. <laughs> it backfired on me with uh, Vanitas and Terra. Oh, so, okay. Because uh, they both were doing their fucking limits. And I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> Vanitas is rolling around on keys, and Terra's got us like trapped with the the, oh, it was the chains. It was terrible. Yeah. Um. So a lot of interesting things happen in in these, and some people might go, "Well, wait." The other people are just standing around while they're talking. I'm like, I don't care. I think it's awesome. I, I think it's really cool how they how they did that. Yeah. And like how you can cho- like you can look down the 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 past to see who you're going to fight with and against. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's very cool. Well, like the it. people you fight with are do like work. Like oh. when you when you go and and save Axel and Shion and Roxas, like Roxas like messes yeah. them up. He's so I, strong. I, I, I made the comment to Spike that I felt like, well, for one, all of those fights were super easy, which is my only gripe. But I felt like specifically with that one that I could have literally just flown around in circles and let Roxas compete. Yeah, yeah you can. <laughs> People have done that. I've seen online. All you have to do is cast the last, like, cast a spell as his HP gets down because you have to do the last hit. But uh, Roxas will kill Psyx for you. <laughs> yeah. those, those fights, like, as cool as that whole sequence was, those fights were so easy. Yeah, for it the was, most part. Luxord especially, that was the... Yeah. He barely has a health bar, and the yeah. card shakes tremendously. The one <laughs> you're supposed to, you know. And he's like, wow, Sora, you, you're really good at games. It's like, your games suck, Stop dude. shaking violently. <laughs> so speaking, speaking of Luxord, let's talk about that for a minute. He gives Sora a card. A wild card. A wild card. Maybe you'll turn the tables, is what he says. Yeah. We don't hear about this ever again, so this is setting up for a future thing? Is that Maybe, uh, or maybe they just forgot about it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so there, there's there. That's a that's our first loose end of this game, right? But in that group, you fight Marluxia, Larkscene, and Luxord. Uh, Larkscene says you have garbage opinions, which I really like. But then she doesn't really say much other than she was along for the ride, and Sora goes with who, and she says it's my secret. So the idea is, I think she has a thing for Marluxia. Mm. That that's what everybody's thinking she means by that. And it, it it plays well with that other scene earlier in the game where she's like, do you want to stage a coop? She says coop for the record instead of coup. She says coop. Yeah. And it's like, okay, come on. Come on, Larkscene. But uh, Crusty. Then Marluxia, interestingly, says he's remembered his true identity. He has found his purpose, and it's all thanks to you, Sora. Mm-hmm. And so he's remembering who he is and that he's searching for Starletsia. Right. So I thought that was interesting, and that ties into all the other stuff that was going on. Uh, Zigbar and Riku Replica is the other uh, first configuration. Well, with with, with uh, well, yeah, uh, Ansem and Zemnis are in two of the groups, but they don't they die. Yeah, yeah they, they leave. leave if you get them to a high, uh, low HP. And that's a good way of making it so. Well, why did Mickey and Riku come to the next people meet? Oh, they're going after Ansem and Zemnis, right? Right. Uh, 
the Riku replica is an interesting one because the Riku replica that's been in Riku's heart, which we didn't talk about before until now. Right, yeah, we forgot to mention that. Yeah, he dives in, and apparently that, the one Riku from the past was also a Riku replica. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Can we first talk about when the first time we know that the Riku replica is with Riku, like in his heart, then Sora and Kyrie are sitting on the tree together, and then they're like, wait, why is Riku, you're like, wait, where's Riku? And then Riku's sitting down on the beach, and that's where we get the the bros scene, sitting three feet oh, apart. You, you really want to talk about the bros no, scene? No, 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 no. And then... And then we get the long eluded Paupu fruit sharing. Oh, that's, that's right. That's like alluded to through like multiple games. That's like, yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't. They neither of them bite it. I think it's. I think it's like implied. Implied that they did. I want to. Is Paupu fruit's real, right? I don't think so. I think it is. I think you I could get a Paupu fruit. Because. Hmm. Nomura, most of the time, he like, okay, sea salt ice cream. He had sea salt ice cream at Tokyo Disney and was like, this is fucking delicious. I'm going to put it in my video game. <laughs> like, he must have had a papu fruit or something. Maybe. He's that kind of guy. Anyway, back back to where we were. So, Riku Replica dives out of Riku into past Riku Replica and takes his heart out and says, this this replica is for, she, or for Namine. Basically. I want you to bring this to Namine. And because he has a thing for saving Nominee. Right. Because, like, like, in his memories, it's that he, like, his fake memories are that he was trying to save Nominee. Right, right, right. And he never he never let go of that shit. He was right. like, no, it's all about Nominee. Zigbar's a little more interesting to me. Right. Because you beat him, and he says, it'd be different if I had a Keyblade. And they, Sora and Riku try trashing him, and Sora's like, you're not even worthy of one. And he's like, as if. <laughs> the best usage of as if that's ever happened. And then he, what does Riku say to him? Riku says something like, it would be, it'd wasted, be wasted on, on you. you. And that's when he says as if. Yeah. He says, no, no, I am worthy. The old coot was going to bequeath his. He, he says bequeath so weird. He's going to bequeath it to me. And then he like kind of warps to the top of the thing and falls off. Yeah, it kind of seems like he commits suicide. But. And then his weapons fade away, but to me that means he didn't really kill himself. He was just fucking with him. Yeah. Because he shows up later in a very big scene. Right. Uh, well, also, it's like they freaking tell you that he knows like about like Keyblades and like all this stuff. Because at the very beginning, it's like, may your heart be your guiding. And then it like and it makes this cuts. really big, dramatic, scary noise. Yeah. And yeah, they, they basically are telling you that he's Luju, which right. we find out later. Uh so I want to know if he was, if he was he Luju and BBS. Yes. Yes, because uh, there's some secret reports that you can read that he that are from his perspective, and he talks about having to play his role because basically, in order for him to get No Name back, he has to be su- the apprentice of the person who has No Name. Mm, gotcha. So he's trying to worm his way into being his apprentice. Yeah. I, I, I'm I assuming the next bit of content we get is going to explain his story more. Maybe. Is my guess. is what it's Because he goes, you, uh, we're, we're jumping all the way to the epilogue right now. But he says, are you ready for a long story? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And he almost like smiles at the camera like, yeah, you fuckers thought you were done. <laughs> I, yeah, this, this ain't over. So anyway, uh, that's the first set. 
I think was... I think it's funny that like on our channel and stuff, we just have had the meme where like any time, like we've shown Zigbar, like we've had Zigbar from playing the past games, knowing that he's like Norded or whatever. Yeah. Like I'm Zaynord, just right. like like oh like uh, when we're playing three five eight or whatever, and like Zigbar's like being like a dad figure for Roxas, and we're like oh by the way I'm Zaynord. Right. Like, but really, <laughs> really he was Luzu the but whole really time. He's Luzu. He was he was actually we we upped his importance, but actually he was that important the whole time. Right. Yeah, it's pretty interesting to to see that. Um, <laughs> and I, I like the choice. I think it fits. Yeah. Uh, also, he's like my favorite organization member. Right, I know he is. You, you so, love Zigbar. You wish you could be Zigbar. I am Zigbar. Anyway, <laughs> what we're going to do now is we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to discuss the rest of the game, basically. We're just going to go through the rest of these fights, the interesting stuff that happens, including Roxas returning, which might be my favorite scene in the game. I cry every time. I cry every time. <laughs> retweet if you cry every time. <laughs> uh, so we're going to leave you with some Billy Zane magic, and we'll be right back. One who knows nothing can understand nothing. Plunge deeper into the darkness, and your heart will grow even stronger. Welcome back, everybody, to the Ansem Report podcast. Thank you for sticking with us. We uh, are just going to go right back into some more spoiler talk here. We're going to talk about the continuation of the... uh, Keyblade Graveyard area that becomes the kind of Keyblade maze, I guess you would call it. Was it uh, uh, what's the what's that other word for maze? They, I think they call labyrinth? it labyrinth. Labyrinth. Thank you. I couldn't think of the word. Um, so we we come up to uh, our our boys. Depending on what order you do it in, obviously. But we come up to Axel and Kyrie fighting a hooded figure and Syax. The hooded figure has a kingdom key. And the hooded figure has a kingdom key. And Ooh, who could that be? Oh, my God. I don't know. He's also small. They're also very small. S-M-O-L. Small. Small. Uh, so, Sora comes in. You fight for literally 30 seconds. And then a cutscene plays. And it's a cutscene we reference numerous times in the trailers with Axel being... Uh, Blasted by Zemnis's little little laser beams. Yeah. I do like before that um, Zemnis shows up and Axel kind of roasts him. Yeah, he says he says uh, uh, Zemnis says something about him being a traitor, and he used to trust him to deal with traitors. And, and how how what's the last thing you want to say to your superior? And he goes, "How about you were never my superior." Yeah. <laughs> And then he, he says something about him being a pawn and no one will care when he dies. He goes, he gets a little meta and he says, are you kidding me? A ton of people out there are rooting for me. Yeah. Got it memorized. <laughs> it's like, they, that's like not the first time in this game they throw this like little meta joke in there. Yeah. They did. They do it in Twilight Town with Sora when he says, man, it feels like we haven't been here in a really long time. You know, yeah. that kind of stuff. So they, they threw quite a few meta jokes like that in there, but that one was probably my favorite <laughs> because it's true. Axel does yeah, have a Axel's, lot of people. Axel's a favorite boy for sure. Yeah. He's, he's best boy according to a lot of people. So then he, he gets his ass beat um, by Zemnis and he's Zemnis is going for the final blow and this hooded figure stops him 
just straight up grabs, grabs the beam. Grabs his beam and is just like, don't do that. <laughs> and tries to pretend she's on his side still. But he he's not dumb. He's like, you're trading sides again. She uh, attempts, I think she's torn. I don't think she knows what side she wants to be on because then she points a keyblade back at Axel. And then Sora steps in. And this is, in my opinion, Haley Joel's best voice acting in the whole series. It's really good. Because the way he conveys conveys this emotion to this character is just, I, I find it amazing. And he, he's just like, you don't have to do this. And then she starts whapping on him with the keyblade. And he's like, he's like, Shion, it's okay. It's okay. And she starts bawling. And then I start bawling. <laughs> and it's like, oh. I've heard a lot of people ask, how is it Shion? Shion's heart is in Sora. Yeah. Do you, do you, does, does anybody want to take a crack at this before I do? Um, I did have a uh, an explanation, but I, I I took a little bit of a break from KH. By that meaning, I only play it a little bit per day. Mm. <laughs> but um, so here's, essentially, here's... it's like so the she goes into one of those like replicas that they show a little bit late. Or wait. We we already see it with the the Riku replica, the like kind of like mannequin looking well, body or whatever. There's a scene we didn't touch on, then I'm going to touch on in a minute. That's related to this, but continue. Yeah, and so um, I don't know why I wanted to call him Sven, but uh, <laughs> Evan the reindeer. Evan, this is the same. It's the same letters, I guess. Uh, it's Evan, not. It is. It is. Uh, <laughs> he he makes Shion again, right? But she doesn't. She doesn't have her heart in there. She's a copy. She's a copy. She's a replica. Yeah. And then when she comes in contact with Sora, it's like that part of him wakes up and kind of just like. Well, not not just when she comes in contact with Sora, but when she between him and Axel. Axel doesn't know who she is, but he's just like, who are you? And the most, the uh, emotion between that, him holding that keyboard up and go, it's okay, it's okay. I, I, we're supposed to believe that that heart transfers right there. Yeah. And that's why you can take the hood off and see what she looks like. And she looks like her, not Sora. Yeah. Uh, so that's the explanation I got. Again, would have been nice if they would have done what they did with Ventus, where it kind of dives into his heart a second. Yeah, you know, and just goes, hey. I think it would have, uh, it would have made more sense. You, I guess, you could infer that that happened, right? Right. Right. It doesn't even have to be a long scene. It just has to be like, I just think, it, I think, it, right? Yeah. You know, I think it. I think it would break up the emotional tension. You're probably right. That's probably, or he just forgot how his own story works. That's possible too. <laughs> uh, wouldn't be the first time. Wouldn't be the first time. But I, I, I'm okay with that explanation. I, I don't think that's absolutely terrible. So then she gets bodied by Zenmus because Zenmus just starts booting people. He, yeah. He literally kicks her, and she goes into Sora, and Sora's, like, knocked out. I don't remember that. He The, the reason I – okay, so hold on. We'll, we'll backtrack. There's a scene earlier where uh, Vexen and DMX are talking in Hollow Bastion, and they're say he's trying to get DMX to join his side and betray the organization because they both got benched. And there, apparently there's somebody else at work here, which we never find out who that is. Right. Uh, and so then Demix delivers a replica that Vexen made mm-hmm. and and Ansem the Wise. Right. We didn't talk about that. 
So that replica comes into play in the next scene. But what's interesting is they show Sora's chest light up for this one, but they didn't do that for for Shion. Yeah. So that's why that 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 explanation kind of rings slightly hollow to me because why didn't they just show that little light coming from his heart? Right. So but then who else is in his heart if it's not Shion and how did Shion get you know what I mean? So it's really mm, confusing. Yeah. But diving in from the freaking sky is our boy Roxas. Okay. And he's got both keyblades, Oblivion and Oathkeeper. He's looking he, badass. He pulls the hood down. And he's pointing the the keyblade at Zemnus. He kind of does like, like a little my look back. Friends alone. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I love it, dude. That this whole scene is my, despite the fact that it's somewhat confusing, it's my favorite scene. It's very emotional. This right. is the scene I was playing by myself. I welled up when I was playing with Jason because I was just like, oh, this is right. this is too much. But you know, I didn't want to cry in front of my brother. <laughs> here. here. <laughs> But I, I I definitely there are a couple tears that fell when I played it by myself because yeah. it's just so it's if we wouldn't have played three five eight over two I wouldn't have felt this way right so I'm glad that we decided to do that because that, man that you struggled through it I'm glad it, that, but I think that was part of why it was so emotional for me because we did struggle so hard through it yeah uh it, it, it there's it, a lot of good storytelling even though it's done on that's, the DS that's the thing um I think a lot of these games can be forgiven gameplay wise if the story's good and i think that's why people love 358 so much is because the story is very well written and very good in that game right because it's telling a smaller story you don't have to worry about time travel or anything like crazy yeah and it's a story we partially already know uh the gameplay sucks though yeah it wasn't oh yeah yeah there were certain times where I was like, "Oh my god, this is the worst." Yeah. And there's other times where I was like, "This is cool." Like But it's it's good for the story and I don't think even though they have like the the all the cutscenes on the collection, mm-hmm. I don't think that does it justice cuz we no. watched that before and I was like, "Eh," but then actually playing the game for some reason made it more real to me and more something I cared and and was invested in. Right. Yeah. But that scene's awesome. Uh Roxas, he tells Zemnus that people have betrayed him. And that, that's actually really important to Zemnus's dying scene later. Yeah. Because he, he tells him, you know, it seems you're not as good at winning over hearts as you thought you were or something yeah. along those lines. And then when you get back into the game, Roxas is jacked. Yeah. And he, he will he's, beat Saix by himself if you let him. Yeah, he's he's freaking juiced up. He's and not, hella damage. Not even, I think we talked about this already, but not even like, oh, if you wait long enough, uh, they'll beat. You know, no, Zigbar. it's like Riku will beat Zigbar. No, he like destroys Saix. Yeah, it's like you have Data Roxas from from Cage Two. Yeah, yeah, it's fighting like, alongside the, you. The thing I remember about it the most is Saix does that move, which um, it like sends a reverberation around him. Like he dives and like does the the slam, and it like mm-hmm. sends the shock wave out around him, and he does it over and over and again. And like you as Sora, it's hard to break through that, but. As soon as Roxas is on your side, he just like bodies Saix and will will break through his his little move every single time and uh, pop him up in the air so that you can go and do combos on him if you want. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Roxas is the man. I'm actually that's one of my big disappointments with this game is that Roxas isn't more involved past this. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was actually going to say that too because I I think. If we're, I, I understand that Riku and Mickey and Sora are the big three of the light, right? Yeah. But Roxas ain't far behind. Right. I, I think Roxas is more powerful than Aqua, Ventus, 
Maybe not Terra. Terra's pretty... I think Terra's OP. Terra's pretty OP, and we're going to talk about that next. Um, but certainly more than Xion or, or Axel. Right, definitely. And I think more than Ventus and Aqua. Yeah. And then the Goof and the Duck. They don't... <laughs> maybe not Maybe not Yen Sid. I don't know. Yen Sid sounded like an atom bomb when he landed. I'm a little scared <laughs> of that guy. Uh... <laughs> He does, dude. I watched it like three times. Like, am I hearing that right? It's like, and it's like, holy shit. Uh, so, moving on, there's the other pairing where we have Vanitas and Terranort versus Aqua and Ventus. I like Vanitas a lot, and I, I think Vanitas' death scene is my favorite death scene. It's pretty cool. You, a lot of the death scenes kind of like humanize them because a lot yeah. of them are, are like like being used or whatever. Oh, we didn't yeah. really talk about Syx's death scene. And I almost yeah. thought they did do that for sure, and I almost thought at times I felt like it was too much. Yeah, Sometimes, like they were yeah. overdoing it with like trying to redeem, like show the redeeming qualities behind the characters, and it was just kind of like. It was it was like a complete 180, you know what I mean? Just because they lost that fight, suddenly they were like, oh, why, you know, what were we doing here? Type right. Thing. Yeah, to yeah. me, the one that was the that I didn't like, it was the Ansem S.O.D. See, I, I preferred that one to Zen this. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. But Syax, real quick, he has some, he's actually kind of still bitter towards Axel, and you can tell, but they, they kind of make up in the end. Yeah. And then when he becomes a somebody, you see later on that they're, they're friends again. But it's kind of weird how they shoehorned this whole th- this whole story about there being a girl in Hollow Bastion with them, or Radiant Garden with them. And yeah. that's why Syax was doing what he was doing. And I thought that it, was going to go somewhere, and it never did. And I it's... There's some stuff in the, in the reports. Yeah, in the secret uh, reports, there's more about it, but they... It doesn't really go anywhere. I think they're just setting up for whatever the next game is. Same with uh, Luxord having the card, giving the card to Sora, or even, like, Marluxia's probably setting up for Union Cross stuff, but they're setting up for whatever the next game is, I think. A lot of people think that girl that they discuss is Scold from Union Cross. Yeah. And that would make a lot of sense. Um, Some people think it's Ava, one of the foretellers. It doesn't make as much sense doesn't for make Ava, as much sense. they say that the girl's, like, really young. Yeah, they say she's, like, 15. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens with well, that. Well, then- Ava was the youngest of the foretellers, and the way this game works, it seems like nobody ever ages except for Axel and Syax. That's true. They. Wow. And, and I- Zexion. Well, Sora and Riku to a certain yeah. extent, too. Yeah. And but Kyrie. Yeah, the, besides the main characters, those are the only characters we see age. I think. Yeah, that's funny. I didn't never thought of it that I way. I mean, I guess you see different. I see you see we see Xanor in different stages of his kinda, yeah. But like, but and, even that's confusing. Yeah. Uh, and we'll get more to that later too. Well, Xanor and then like Terranor too, to a certain extent. And huh? I think that's just more like design. Well, because he yeah, he looks I, a lot younger. Like when you should see earlier things. I think that's just the poor graphical graphical quality you think so yeah i think mm. he i think he looks as he's intended to look now mm. and it just they couldn't convey it well okay like it's hard to it's hard to take um when when you want someone to look very similar to somebody else and you have that low of graphical graphical fidelity like it's hard to just have little you know what i mean so I they guess, they yeah. made them a, they made them more different than they wanted to i think mm. anyway uh 
So back to this fight. Uh, back to Vanitas. What you guys talk about, uh, spoke about where you said, I don't like how they humanize them. They did not humanize Vanitas, and that's no. what I like the most about it. Yeah. Is they, you know, Sora's about to give this monologue, and Ventus goes, wait, I didn't ask for this. And Ventus kind of takes the role in that turn, which makes sense because they're one and the same. Right. And he says, why do, why do I have to be all light and you have to be all darkness? We can choose. And Ventus, or Vanitas goes, I chose to be this don't you see this is what i want yeah (laughs) and he's like okay and so i was like wait how is that okay this is okay and he just kind of fades away smiling because he's he's pure evil that's what he wants to be right he does he's not going oh we lost so i lost my heart on this i don't want to you know no he wants to be pure he doubled down and then died he doubled down and i wouldn't say all the organization members backtrack Like, like that it's just some of the really important ones do and that's the problem uh like Lark scene doesn't really backtrack. No. Zigbar definitely doesn't backtrack. No. Uh Vanitas, young Xehanort especially doesn't backtrack. Yeah. Which I find odd considering things that happen later. Uh so then you beat you you beat Vanitas, he goes away. I, it's really hard to beat Terra Nort before Vanitas. I tried really hard. Yeah. But Vanitas is just easier to beat. I think that's you, the way I, I did it. I I beat Terranort first. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's really hard to beat Vanitas before you beat Terra. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's what I meant. Because you yeah. d- you beat Terra first. Yep. I beat Terra first, but I was trying to beat Vanitas first. Mm. And it would, like... He has a lot of, like, nope! And then yeah. just, like, teleports behind you type stuff. Yeah, he, he's he's tough in that regard. Uh, So, they they go... Aqua and Ventus go to Terra Nort, and they're like, Terra, wake up! And then he goes, no, and all these chains pop out. And it's just like we saw in the trailer. They are his chains. And he ties up Ventus and Aqua and Sora. And he starts just violently, he's like conducting, and he starts violently shaking them in the chains. To where they're like unconscious, basically. And and Sora's like, Tara, stop, stop. And it's pretty pretty brutal. Honestly. I I was like, oh, my God, is he going to kill them now? And then we get the reveal, which we talked about in the last segment. Of Terra, Terra's heart is the guardian, right? And he grabs Terranort by the face, and he's like, "No, he's struggling." And he's struggling <laughs> to get his bandages off his face, and then he he repeats the last line that he repeated at the end of Birth by Sleep, which it's escaping me right now. I will is I will set this right one day. I one day I will set right. this right. And he says it a couple times, and then he yells it, and then he. Uh, that breaks the change, the chains. Sora shoots him with the keyblade, and then he's able to go back into his body and remove Xehanort from it. So I was like, pretty cool redemption story for Terra. For sure. While Terra was a huge dumbass in Birth by Sleep, I don't think he deserved to be that guardian for that long. I mean, we've been <laughs> we've been fighting this guy retroactively since Kingdom Hearts One. Right. You know. Now I know Mira had no fucking idea that's what was happening, but maybe he did. I don't know. <laughs> Who I, knows? I Who knows? But I thought that was really cool, and then we get to see the emotional scene of them all being together again. Uh, you know, that Ventus was really emotional Aqua too. Terra. Yeah, the, 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 I'm glad they saved those two meetings for the second ones because those were the more important ones for sure. Like Riku versus Riku replica is fine, you know. Yeah, Mickey didn't really have any say with those other organization members, <laughs> so it didn't matter. But those those were the good parents, and I I really like this segment overall. I think it was one of the strongest parts of the game. The only complaint I have is like what Addison said earlier. They were all pretty easy battles. 
Yeah. I I don't think I struggled with a single fight in that whole labyrinth area. I think Syax would have been a problem if not for Roxas. Yeah. Because Syax just has so much invulnerability. And he goes loco mode every like yeah. 10 seconds. <laughs> but Roxas just levels him so it doesn't even matter. Uh, but other than that, I agree. It was it was very, very easy. I do think the next fight you do is a little tougher with the three main bads, the, the three big, big boys. boys, Young Xehanort, Xemnas, and Ansem S.O.D. Mostly because Ansem S.O.D. is a bitch. He is. He sucks. Yeah, He's I got... think I went for him. Uh, actually, no, I think I took him out last. I think I, I, think I went young. Young Xehanort's the easiest to take out. Yeah, I took Young, then Zemnus, then Ansem is what I did. That's how we did it, too. Well, because at that point, we had thought that they, like, get more powerful when you beat the other ones. Yeah. And so Jason's like, okay, who's going to be more of a bitch? And then we saw Young Xehanort using time magic, and he was like, okay, we're taking down Young Xehanort. (laughs) He's he's freezing us and shit. Yeah. Uh, So Young Xehanort, and it's a really cool fight. Uh, Every once in a while, Xehanort sends down giant waves of keyblades at you. Uh, And they... What Master I really Zaynort. like, actually, <laughs> yeah, Master Zaynart, sorry. Clarify. <laughs> uh, what I really like about this fight is they will team up and combo you. Yes. They have set moves where uh, young Xehanort will blast you in the air, and then Zenith will like slice you to the ground, and then yeah. Ansem will explode his like, dark energy. <laughs> and it's like, that is so cool. And it makes me almost wish that we had more team-up moves with all these other people that we were fighting with. Right. Because yeah. we didn't have any. There the there were no team up moves with Mickey, no team up moves with Riku, no team up moves with Roxas. I mean, that would have been that would have been sick. That would have put the icing on the cake for me if there would have been cool things like that, but they weren't there, and I, that puzzles me a little bit. Yeah, it is kind of weird because it's like it seems like that was always the thing to do, especially in like final boss fights, like in KH two. Yep. Like you would team up with Riku and you would like just destroy him, and then there would just be like little cutscenes where you do reaction commands, but like. They could just do that minus the reaction command. I mean, they could have done the reaction command. There was a lot of reaction commands yeah, in this game. Yeah, he lied about reaction commands. There was He's like, reaction commands in this game. Yeah, but, there was the one where you go into cover behind things, and then you can first-person shooter him. Yeah. that That's a reaction command. Right. But, but. anyway, uh, so you beat young Xehanort first because he's the easiest, and he just goes, you're done, Sora. You're. I told you there was a price to pay for this shit. You're done. Right. He's and like, I'm going to go back to my time and live out my life. But you're there's, done. There's no saving and he you. And says, he says, your time in this world, and then he fades away. So he doesn't complete his sentence. Right. And Sora's just kind of like, whatever. <laughs> time <laughs> to kill the next yeah. one. Right. At that point, did you guys, like, get the, like, like I felt like, I thought Young, like, I think going into that, I was like, man, Young Xehanort's going to play a big role in this game. Like, we're going to see him throughout the worlds and, He's making all these bold claims about Sora. And then he like makes that statement as he fades off, but it just didn't it seemed like hollow and like meaningless. You know what I mean? Like I was just like Yeah. I thought at the time that he was just being a bad guy and trying to like, you know, play mind games with them or whatever. Yeah. But we find out he's not exactly wrong. We go to Zemnis next, and if you beat Zemnis, he gives this speech about how he's lonely. <laughs> Yeah, he's like yeah. the first time his like heart starts to wake up or something like that, which really makes no sense. Here's the thing. I do actually like this. I just think it's I like the writing. I just think it's out of character for him. And I know that doesn't make much sense. But the the writing of um the line where he says something about how it's pain 
And Sora says, well, that's what being human is. And he goes, it must take much strength. And then he fades away. I do like that. I just think it was out of character for what they've built up to so far. Yeah. Because he seemed very relentless and unremorseful about everything he's ever done. Right. Well, and he's also extremely badass. Right. (laughs) Well, and, like, it's not like they showed scenes of him, like, playing volleyball with, like, DMX and then these mad DMX betrayed him or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, he, he... He's never even in three five eight where they sh- gave the most character to the organization members that they they've given. He just kind of every once in a while would sit in his chair and go say good tidings and like right. wouldn't do <laughs> anything like to hang out with him or anything, you know. Yeah. So that's why I, w- I it felt out of character for him, but I did like the writing, if that makes sense. Yeah, and and maybe that was the point because throughout throughout um, you know that game specifically. Um, you were kind of, it was kind of like the whole point of that was like, you know, nobodies aren't supposed to have hearts and they're not supposed to have feelings. And all of these other nobodies, for whatever reason, are, you know, questioning that because especially, you know, Axel and, and um, Roxas, but I feel like other characters as well. But throughout all of that, Zemnis was always just like the 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 hollow shell that, nobody was believed to be and so maybe that was the point was like but even even then like if that was the point that like look now Zimnis has finally had a breakthrough as well i don't get why it would be triggered from losing to sora for yeah. a, a third time right they didn't they didn't do a good job of building that if that if that is the point that's awesome but they they didn't execute it very well yeah a- a- also i wish he would have gone zebra yeah i do miss <laughs> zebra Zanor. Uh, finally we have ansem sod who you beat and he's he's what we like to call in fighting games a spatial artist he just (laughs) keeps you away from him with all his damn moves and you have to dodge and reflect and jump over him but once you beat him uh he riku kind of steps up and goes i think i'm gonna miss you right you know he was like his dad riku's dad and he goes, uh, I don't even remember what he says, but he basically says, like, at one point, I wanted to switch sides. I don't oh, like yeah. that. He says, I don't like that. Well, no, he doesn't say he wanted to switch sides, but he, he said, um, I knew I was going to lose the whole time because you're stronger than darkness. I wanted to defy my fate, meaning I even though I knew I was going to lose, I thought I could like in my heart of hearts, I knew I was going to lose, but I thought I could still beat you. But then when everybody turned us on us, I, I figured what was the point. So he didn't say he wanted to switch sides. He just said. That's what it made it seem like to me. Mm, no, no. That, 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 those were his exact. What I just said were like his exact words. Right, he, yeah. He wanted to defy his fate. But when he realized everybody else turned on him, he didn't see the point. And then he says, go, go, boy. There's more to discover or whatever. Yeah. And, and then he fades away. So uh, the. I again, this ends what I find to be the coolest part of the game is from that labyrinth fighting all those organization members and then fighting those three at once with their team up moves and just everything that goes into that is very cool. And then we get a pretty uh, crazy cutscene mm-hmm. where Xehanort, Master Xehanort, needs one more key. Did you guys understand this whole key thing where that came from? Because no. suddenly when they clashed, he got more no names and he needed 14 of them. I think the no names, like signified like the, the clashing of... of the pieces of light and dark so to form the blade right the keyblade yeah okay 
that's a weird way of doing it. They didn't really explain it. Right. But I, I, I see it. It's just, it's, it's also weird that yeah, it's like, it, what I didn't get out of it was, does, does that, is that like significant to no name or was it just no name because that was master Zaynort's keyblade? I want to say it was just no name. Cause it was master Zaynort's keyblade. Hmm. That that's what I think. I, I don't know though that maybe there'll be some more light yeah, shit on that. I if we get some final mix. That. Yeah. Uh, it'd be hard for him to throw more exposition on Master Xehanort at that moment, though, because what he does next is he murders Kyrie. Yeah. Brutally murders Kyrie, slashing her in the back with no name. And she turns into, like, glass. And Sora's already started moving, and there's some un- unintentional comedy here. And let me tell you why. Because Sora's running up the mountain, and when he slashes Kyrie, it cuts to Sora, and he's like, Kyrie! But he's running, and his arms are out. <laughs> Kyrie and he it, the animation looks so funny being zoomed in on him like that. Oh, you guys I, will have to watch it again if you don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, he, I, it, I guess I missed like, it. I'll have to go back. He's standing straight up, running sideways, right? He's like Kyrie, and it, it like it moves like that, and it's like they didn't know how to animate where his head would be in that moment. It, it, it's funny. You guys have to go watch it huh. because it, watching it a second, I didn't catch it the first time, but watching it a second time made me laugh. Because I think the first time we were so shocked that he ended Kyrie like that. <laughs> right. He gets blasted down. Uh, Riku jumps up. He gets blasted down. And then Mickey jumps up and he tries to cast Ultima. Yeah. He's like, Ultima. And and Master is like, stop, gah. And he stops him. And it's like, I want to see what Ultima looks like in Kingdom Hearts. Come right. on, Master Xehanort. That's the biggest crime He's he about committed. to Ultima him. Right. Let him get Ultima. And how did Mickey knows Ultima? And he just busted out now. Yeah, what a spin, did, dude. Why didn't he bust seen, it out before? Okay, it was weird. At first, I thought okay, so like earlier, went like right before Yen Sid comes down and saves yeah. everyone. Yeah, he was gonna cast some time magic, or right? Something. Yeah. So when the, the stops happened, I thought Mickey cast it, but then I was like, wait, Mickey's frozen. Wait, yeah, like, he yeah. cast Ultima. I feel like they were foreshadowing him to use. But stop. Ultima's not time magic. Right, I know. That's why I'm like so confused. <laughs> Ultima's Ultima's in Final Fantasy lore. Ultima is the embodiment of all magic. Right. So I guess it is time magic, but it's also fire. It's ice. It's water. It's, yeah. Uh, it's 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 gravity. Gravity. It's everything. So they're frozen in air. Sora's crying on the ground. Master Xehanort summons Kingdom Hearts, the yellow moonish Kingdom Hearts that we all know and love. Right. It when starts, he has the keyblade, like yeah, the, he has the keyblade. It forms the keyblade because Sora attacking him after Kyrie dying finished the last piece, and then he could make the keyblade, and then he summoned Kingdom Hearts. So he's floating up in the air, just kind of looking at Kingdom Hearts for a long time because we get some exposition here where uh, the other the other groups join us. Donald and Goofy pick Sora up off the ground crying, and they're like, "We got you, Chief. Don't worry about it." <laughs> uh, and then. They're talking about what to do, and then Riku and Mickey unfreeze, and they're like, we have one chance. Like, they were sitting there talking about it when they were, and they go, he he himself is a portal, so we can open the portal and go into the portal and contain him there. And he goes, Riku, Aqua, your Keyblade Masters, come with me. And Sora's like, no, I'll do it. And he's like, all right, shit, I don't care. <laughs> so what? <laughs> yeah, they there was like a just a huge suddenly like oh well okay now we can use him as a portal because he's a time traveler and oh by the way yeah okay so you guys do this and then oh sorry you go ahead just because he wants to it doesn't make 
much sense. Well, Sora, Sora brings the point up. Kingdom Hearts is a much bigger threat, but I'm pretty sure they neutralized Kingdom Hearts right as he goes through the portal. Yeah. Like, it starts yeah. to turn it yellow again. just took all of them pointing their Keyblades at it. Also, Axel has a Keyblade again? Yeah, dude. Well, he formed out of pure badassery. I, we, we didn't talk about this, but Zen this grabs his keyblade. He goes, "Is this a keyblade or some sort of joke?" And then like r- breaks it. Yeah. And but then suddenly the next scene, Axel has a keyblade again. Dude, Yen said. Well, and it'd be, that'd be one thing, right? But then he says, "You know." Later in that scene, he says, "You no longer have a keyblade, yet you still want to play hero." Like so, they they put forth this this idea that he got rid of his axel's keyblade somehow but then in the next scene dude you see him, okay okay it. i know i know i know see now how he, he normally has two of the, of the uh, weapons keyblades? he had two <laughs> keyblades he was just learning to fight with one before he could fight with both well don't oh, even oh, get me started as no, to why... missed, that's a missed opportunity not only does he have the one and he holds it like a badass but then he has the second one and he kind of just like hangs it by his side while he has the one other, over his shoulder that would have been badass. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Don't even get me started on why Roxas can have two keyblades, even though he only has one heart now. Anyway, <laughs> um, so we didn't even have a heart previously, right? He didn't even have a heart previously, but then he could have two keyblades because Sora's Ventus. But now he can have two because reasons, because uh, it's cool. <laughs> so. It would have been messed up. To they unlock Zayn- Master Xehanort's heart and go inside, and that's where we find Scala Adkayim. Which, from what I understand, this Scala Adkayim, the reason we don't get to explore it is because it's just a version in Xehanort's heart from when he was younger. Right. Okay. And there we fight 13 members of the organization floating around in the air. Like we see in the trailer. Like we see in the trailer. And they all have their own weapons still. They don't have keys. They all have their own weapons. Uh pretty cool fight we didn't even realize we were in a boss fight at first at first yeah. we were like oh we're we're walking around the city we're and then we realized explore. it was small and they had their they all had one health bar and i was like oh this is a boss fight okay yeah. uh what'd you what'd you think of scholar kaya madison i wanted to i wanted to explore it like even if it was just that little area but you don't really get a chance because yeah. you're pretty much rushed immediately into fighting all of them and um, I would say that portion right there, when when you're when you first get to Scala at Kylum and you're you're bum rushed by all the the darknesses and the new cloaks and all that, that was like the only battle throughout the game that I really struggled with because um, you know I was playing on proud mode and nothing ever challenged me even on proud mode, but for some reason. I mean, I was only level 39 when, when I reached that point. Um, and, like, there were points where if if you didn't use the right magic to space them out, they would all, like, just attack you at once, basically. Yeah. And it was, like, an instant death sentence. Yeah. And they they were also very tough to hit themselves. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they floated kind of in and out a lot, and they disappear and then reappear. Um but yeah, I wanted to fly around and like kind of just explore the area, but I was so busy trying not to get gangbanged by uh, the organization <laughs> that uh, I, I didn't really get a chance. I will tell you, it's not that cool. <laughs> There's not a lot to it. It seems like it's a couple hallways, basically. Yeah, because I, you know, I I played on 
standard and so i had a little more time but they're still tough on standard they're still there there's just something about that fight that it's the kind of stuff that i talked about like with the the lich where it's like they they just stay just out of your range or you start to combo them and then someone else hits you or you know there's just that little bit yeah so i just started uh they're really deadly in the air but you have to go in the air right to fight right uh I really like their move though, where they like read out the sky with all that like crazy uh, calligraphy or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, and they, they start shooting down red laser beams. I thought that was a really visually uh, cool attack. I really liked that. Anyway, so you beat them. Xehanort becomes Goat Xehanort. A little weird. He has a. You know what? At least he didn't turn into a boat. That's all I'm saying. That's true. The man yeah. never turned into a boat, and that's very exciting because I expected a boat. Well, he, uh, I guess he technically turned into a whole world because we were fighting him in his heart. Yeah, I guess. But different, different. That's different. <laughs> so he has this goat armor. And besides the goat face, it looks badass. The goat face is weird. I I don't know if it's because people think he looks like a goat because of his goatee or... Yeah, I don't know. What, it, why? Seemed, it seemed really random. The like, goat was very weird. The goat motif never really popped up prior to that. Yeah. It's a cool boss fight. There's three yeah. different stages to it. The first one, he kind of is like doing some Inception shit, and he's like turning the world around, which is cool. Right. Uh, the second one's underwater, and the underwater fighting is fine because your, your combos under power are really good. Or underwater, are really good yeah, combos. You, and you can like underwater. You have like this almost ranged attack where you know you send the water swirling from a long distance at the at the person to start the combo. Yeah. So it's yeah, easy it, easy to knock little orbs off. too. Yeah. Although if if the water fight was frustrating too, that would have been bad. So I'm glad that you're so powerful underwater. And what's interesting about the underwater, which I didn't notice when you and I were playing, but when I played the second time and I, I'd heard about it, the uh, towers from Daybreak Town are underwater. under there. They're underwater. You can literally go in between the arches. Wow. Them. Like, I, I was like, oh, I want to get closer and take a look at this. And you can literally go into them. So we're thinking that Scala Ed Kayam is where Daybreak Town was, I guess? Hmm. Well, the I noticed that the... You know, the very top of each floating or floating island in Skylad Kylum, you know, it every single one looks a little bit different. But for some reason the one that Xehanort and um Ericus are playing chess in and I don't know if that's like their specific like school or whatever it is, um that tower looks like kind of like the Daybreak Town tower a little bit. Well it looks like it looks like Land of Departure as well too. It it, it it has it's very similar. They're all they're all very similar designs. Yeah, there was a lot of theories that like why the departure would somehow turn into it. Yeah, I thought I thought it was land of departure for sure. Right. Just looking at it, but you're right. It does have a daybreak town look to it as well. So then the final part, you fight him. There's it's just like a well, not the final part, but the final goat part. You fight him, and he has this big pillar of fire, and you're fight you're fighting in the air, which is cool. Uh. I think air fighting is much like, okay, not air fighting, because not jump and fighting is good in this game, but air fighting where you have to stay in the air, float near to fight an enemy, I think that's much improved in this game. Like the tornado fight at the Olympus Coliseum was much better than it would have been in previous games. But th- that fight in particular is a little frustrating because yeah. he he's very spammy in that fight. You beat him, 
you climb to the top of that place, and there he is, regular old Xehanort with the Keyblade. And you do what's a pretty satisfying fight, I think. Yeah, I think that fight's really fun. I thought I thought that 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 last fight is probably the best of them. Yeah, I just I, have one complaint: is that they force you into anti form. It's called rage mode. Rage rage form. Rage mode. That's what I call it. Um, that's the one thing I don't like because it's like strips all your abilities in the last fight, and you but, can all your only decisions are jump. Mash X and then dodge. Yeah, but it. I played it the other night and it's not as bad as you. Well, like I, I realized all you have to do is just go after him immediately right. when we were playing. Right, you're in. But I still, mode. I still, I Use still don't rage. like it. Yeah, I get it. It's a short part of the battle. I would like it more because it was just kind of like he does a move where like it seems like Kingdom Hearts. Oh, we forgot to mention when you go up there. Xehanort's like, you thought you guys could contain me in here. And then he summons Kingdom Hearts inside of him. Well, he says, one sky, one destiny. Right, like that there's just one sky so he can summon it anywhere. So then he summons it in there. And then it doesn't... Nothing really happens from it. No. Like, they seal it from the other one, well, I'm guessing. it starts guessing. to turn red. That that does happen. So anyway, you, you beat him with the power of your friendship from Goofy and Donald. Because you're about to get... You're about to get blasted by his thing, and then Goofy and Donald, they, you use a move it's called Trinity, and you hit Triangle, and they help you push it back, and you drag you out like Dragon, Dragon Ball Z. Ball Z him. Yeah, yeah, you out Dragon Laser Ball Z versus Laser, him. right? And you just annihilate him with the power of your friends. And then he's sitting there. He's like, "They're like, what's going to happen?" And he goes, "Everything will start over." Now the the the, the darkness and humans made this world world terrible and now we will start over with a world of light and it's like wait was this your ammo the whole time yeah i don't know yeah. if this was your ammo yeah, the whole time buddy you just accomplished your goal what's going on here they're trying to make him sympathetic suddenly right like yeah. they did with everybody else and it's like no he's not thanos he doesn't get to say he did it for the greater good now suddenly he murdered Kyrie. he ruined all these people's lives in different for ways years. for years <laughs> he doesn't just get to say that and so the other people show up, and this is this is. I believe they use the power of waking to get there. I think that's what's implied, right? I guess because they traversed their heart to find a world, not a world to find a heart. Mm. Does that make sense? I mean, sure. Anything. That's what Ri- that's what Riku says. He says we just followed our hearts and we found you on the other side. Oh yeah, he does say that. You're right. Yeah. So. Riku knows how to use the power of waking. Sora does not. <laughs> so they're there, and Terra walks up to Master Xehanort, who's kind of like, oh, I'm dying. And he goes, he says, light will surprise you. And you realize Ericus's heart has been in Terra the whole time, which that's what most people have thought for a long time. Mm. And so he, Ericus is like, come on, hand him over the Keyblade. And he goes, no, I can do this. And he goes, it's too late, and he goes, maybe not, maybe for us, but not for them. So Xehanort hands Sora the Keyblade, and is like, "Good job," or something. You know? <laughs> right. And, and if I'm Sora, I'm like, "Why am I not stabbing this Why? dude in the yeah, heart exactly. right now?" Okay. I get I, the, when I watched it the second time, I was like, "Well, he's." It's pretty much obvious he's dying. And right, he dies. It but would it's be still... very out of character for Sora to just go ham on him. Yeah, I, I guess I just didn't get why Ericus like so easily talked him into just handing it over 
like the guy that Xehanort murdered in cold blood just like easily talked him into just giving up because it's all a chess game dude they're just playing chess with people's lives they're just playing chess it's fine it's just a game (laughs) it's it's okay no i yeah this this whole scene is the one thing about the ending that bothers me it's that we let xehanort get off so easy it's not like he was just like you know he 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 literally did a ton of awful things he should have just he doesn't get to just like go be with his friend again well i would have loved because i've been thinking about this a lot what i would have loved is if when he hands Sora the Keyblade, Sora did strike him down, and then we had to worry about Sora becoming like darkness because he, he <laughs> right, left. yeah. That would have been really cool, and it would have been like a very like interesting follow up to to the, anything that's happening, right? Because right. it would have been like, holy shit, so- Sora struck him down. That's crazy, you know. Like you'd expect that out of like uh, uh, Riku, or you know what I mean. But Sora yeah. did it. You know, I think that would have been cool. I and- think it would have been cool if they show like. Him thinking about like Kyrie being dead or something, right? And then he does it. If he yeah. just is like looks at it, looks at Xehanort type thing, and then or just strikes him down. What if he just down? stabs him and goes, "You killed Kyrie, right. you know? Like you, you, you need to find Kyrie. Like right. if he did, you know, then that would be like, oh my god, Sora's letting the darkness in. That would be awesome. Uh, so they fade away, and it also would have been cool because like they, it seemed like there was gonna be some like foreshadowing with Sora having to use darkness because Ansem and. Yeah, I almost wonder if like, that was a dropped storyline, right? Because yeah. early on in the game, you're at Olympus, and Zigbar's talking to you, and Hercules is like, yeah, I, d- I saved Meg with the power, and Zigbar's like, or you have friends in high places, right? Yeah. And Hercules is kind of like, uh. And Sora's like, what? And then later, Hercules tells him his dad is Zeus, right? Right. So he's you like, you think Sora would have started to question that? Like, wait, maybe it's not enough to just dive in with my heart and do whatever. You That's what I thought was happening, too. Like, he was going to second guess or, like, maybe not trust. That's what it seems like. And then you throw in the Winnie the Pooh thing where he's, like, losing connections, and you're like, oh, maybe that's what they're leading to. And then they never really. I wonder yeah. if that was something they decided to change. Uh, but no, I, I agree. I thought that was definitely going to be a, uh, a, a part. Uh, we get we get the reunion with Ericus and Aqua and Terra and I, I really like that Master Ericus apologizes to Ven and Aqua and then he just looks at Terra and goes, "Take care of them," meaning like, "Hey, you have my respect now." You, you right? You know you you were he trying to that. you were trying to earn it the whole time. Right. You have it now. He doesn't have to say it. You know. Yeah. Uh, and then they fade away, and then they show the chess game and they're like, "Oh, good game, buddy," and <laughs> you know, and it's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. These these chess players, checkmate my ass. You don't know how chess works. When it's checkmate, that means the game's over. He's his checkmate, and then he just like takes his thing and puts it back at the <laughs> at the beginning. Yeah. And he's like, and then like five more like things like just teleport yeah. in. Yeah, that's an earlier scene. But I, you're, and Zaynor's like, no fair. And it's like, yeah, you're right. It's not fair. What the hell? <laughs> Eric is a cheater. Right. Uh, <laughs> as do you have anything you want to add about this? Uh, this seen this 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 period before we jump into the ending scene epilogue no that pretty much covers it it was yeah, okay it was i don't know that whole that whole it rubs me pr- the wrong way transition yeah it was just kind of like me yeah i agree i agree it wasn't it wasn't the ending xehanort deserved that's yeah. for sure like okay 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 if if they showed like okay xehanort was also being like a puppet kind of 
I would have been okay with it. Right. And maybe and they'll show that later. But right now, I'm not okay with it. I really think the final mix we get, this DLC we're probably going to get, is going to lead into that a little more. I, yeah. I, I was hoping way... for more backstory on Xanort and why he fell to darkness. There's a, one or two secret reports that he writes himself, but it's nothing... Um, groundbreaking and i'm confused about him overall because the young xehanort that we fight is trained with a keyblade but they also showed him at destiny island saying he wanted to leave the world but then the other xehanort that's playing chess looks different from him like he doesn't have the yellow eyes he doesn't have the eyes but he's training with a keyblade so i was like well maybe it's just after that point that we find young xehanort i I had the same confusion because you're exactly right like and I, I know you're talking about, like, comparing, um, you know, a, a very high-quality CGI um, cutscene with, with uh, the less the lower-quality graphics of, of Dream Drop Distance. But, but I always, like, looking at him standing on the beach and then looking at him playing chess, I always assumed that the chess version of him looked younger than... Right, same. Right, so something doesn't add up because Ansem Secret Darkness visited him when he was at Destiny Islands and said, hey, gather up all the other peeps, right? But he didn't know how to use a Keyblade if he hadn't left Destiny Islands yet. Like, that's what's inferred with the... Like, that's what's said in the Ansem report. Right. He had to go to Scala and Kayim. So, either he... Either Nomura's just wrong and fucked it up, or he went to Skalad Kayim for a while, learned how to do a key, be a keyblade master, and then went no, and then went and tried to find everybody. Like he had been holding on to that knowledge for years that Secret Darkness gave him. Because mm. I guess it doesn't matter in the long run when you think, oh, he's got plenty of years before this shit happens. You know what I mean? But it it, it just doesn't make much sense right now. We need more explanation on it. So hopefully. Whatever whatever comes later gives us a little more explanation on this. Yeah. Well, and then, like, the whole, like... Uh, so, like, prior to this game, we thought that the yellow eyes was, like, a Xehanort thing. You have to be, like, Norded, like, part of Xehanort to have yellow eyes, right? But then with Aqua, she's not a part of Xehanort. She was just fell to darkness. So then you're like, okay, well, maybe they only have yellow eyes if they fall to darkness but then it's like you fight the organization in this game and a lot of them have yellow eyes and we're kind of like led to believe because that's part of because they're a part of xehanort right right but then they're also like very like humanized and stuff so this is yeah they're not just following xehanort at every demand right and it, it, it i felt like yeah. Especially with like the big the big ones, like the more important characters that like Xehanort knows what they know kind of thing. Right. I always thought it was like a hive mind kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and like and like the biggest thing is like when Terra was Norded, he became Xehanort. So but we actually saw that happen, right? You we saw Xehanort's heart leave his body, his old body, and go into Terra's but we never see 
what really like what happened to all the organization members how were they noted like what what was the process for that to happen you don't there's no real clear cut answer wait in the in the I guess, I guess we haven't talked about it yet. But in the last scene, are Zigbar's eyes yellow? Yeah. Okay, so they're still yellow. Yeah. But prior to this, when he was Brig, they were not yellow. No. But he. This is confusing. Well, the yellow, the yellow eyes thing has been retconned a few times too, because originally, Ansem and Zen the had orange eyes. Yeah, they did have orange. They had orange eyes, so it's uh, and he's and then Anson the Wise still has orange eyes. I feel like the whole eye conversation we can have another episode because we could talk about this for hours. Speaking of eyes, the one thing I feel like no one's really talked about that I haven't seen much of, even like on Reddit, is like when they're playing the chess game. You see, he keeps looking at like the no name Keyblade. Yeah. And they're talking about their master. So you can assume that, like, that's their master's keyblade or something. Yeah, whoever Luzhu handed it down to. Right. Or, or someone else that Luzhu handed That's been handed or, down multiple right. times. Or, or is Luzhu or whoever, you know? I don't think so because we'll, we'll, we'll get into it in a minute. So to the ending, they're back in the keyblade graveyard and... They're like, oh, let's go to Yensid's Tower and regroup. And Sora's like, no, I'm not going to make Kyrie wait, wait one more second. He's very, he's, he's probably the most assertive I've ever seen Sora. He's That's just true. like, I'm not doing it. And Mickey's like, but Sora, you'll, you can't use the power waking that way. You'll, what if you don't come back? And he goes, I'll come back, dude. Don't worry about it. It's fine. And then Riku's like, dude, and let Riku's him do like, it. Let him do it. And Mickey's like, I guess. And so they let Sora go. He does the power awaking. And the reason I think what Riku and them did is the power awaking is because it's the same kind of lock thing in the sky. Mm-hmm. Right? When they come down through Kingdom Hearts in that earlier scene. Yeah, yeah. So he It leaves. looks very similar to, yes. to DDD. Yes. It does. And that's what they did in that. Right. Right. So he leaves, and they all go home and have a party at Destiny Island. And it's very CGI, but also really cool and right. fun. Well, and they nominate gets her body with uh, Ansem, the Wise, yeah, Enzo, and Evan, who is no longer a nobody. He has blue eyes. Oh, he does. Yes, in that scene, so, it's impl- <laughs> they just killed him, so you would reform. I guess. I guess they just <laughs> axed him down so he could come back. I don't know how that works. Either that, he never became a nobody again. He was just yellow eyes. He put some. Yeah, he put some contacts oh. in. <laughs> I guess that's another hard thing to question without knowing how being Norded works. Yeah. We, we see her get reformed, and Riku comes to pick her up in the gummy ship. And it's very romanticized, the way they do it, to the point where I feel like because Riku's replica and Namine had that connection, Riku also has that connection with Namine. Right, maybe. A lot of, a lot of uh, people that are shipping Sora and Riku on the internet, they say they're gay are really upset about this scene because it very much Riku like holds his hand out like yeah. all and there's like rose petals swirling and it, <laughs> it's very romanticized and I was like holy shit Riku and Namine are getting together all right it always it always seemed like in like playing KH1 that was like Riku has a thing for Kyrie so it makes sense too that yeah. like Namine he gets he gets instead. blonde Kyrie dude he I, said never mind I think the boy wins I'm not even mad <laughs> I mean honestly the real winner's Roxas yeah he gets emo Kyrie so <laughs> that's that's the real winner big titty goth girlfriend big titty goth girl Kyrie. uh <laughs> so it shows uh various groups getting picked up by a gummy shift to get brought to this uh destiny island 
It shows Mickey and all them coming home to the Disney castle with Yen Sid and there's fireworks. Daisy's uh, mad at Donald. Daisy's mad at Donald for a second, but then she gives him a hug. Yeah. Uh, Pluto jumps Mickey's bones before Minnie can. Yeah. Starts licking him. Uh, he looked the way he was animated and the way like his texture was. He looked like a person in a bodysuit to me. Yeah, it looked a little <laughs> it weird. Looked weird. So I was, was like, something maybe, off. I was like, it's about true. It. He's just he's just a dog because he wants to be a dog. <laughs> uh, they pick up uh, the Twilight Town crew, which is Roxas, Shion, and Axel. Axel in new clothes and yeah, Shion in new clothes, looking badass. Uh, Shion looking thick. Isa shows up with ice cream for everybody. Dude, with, Isa looks so bad. With his cool half cover my face uh, turtleneck thing he's got going on. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then uh, he looked so bad. He looked swole as fuck. Yeah, too. he looked big. He he was he's been juicing for sure. <laughs> he's been taking those moon steroids. And then Hainer, Pence, and Olette show up because why the fuck not? Right, right. Yeah, everybody has to have a happy ending. Yeah. So they all get picked up by like how many people can fit in this gummy ship? Uh, so then it cuts. I, I don't think it shows them picking anybody else up, does Oh, it shows. This is a very confusing scene, too. It shows um, Ventus, Aqua, and Terra at Ericus's grave putting their wayfinders down. And then that Cherithy from the Final Worlds shows up. And he's like, Do you remember me? And Ven's like, Come here, baby. And they hug. And, they and it looks like he's going to kiss yeah, him. It looks like he's going to kiss him for like real. With tongue. And then Terra's like, Hey, uh, Ven. And he's like, Oh, I'm not going to kiss this Cherithy. That would be weird. <laughs> And and like he's like, how does he remember his charity? Yeah, yeah. And I don't even has in Union Cross has his charity even like made an appearance. Well, I don't know. Okay, so up to the point where they are, they're going to make charities. Oh, okay. like they're using the Book of Prophecy to find some. Um, well, and how, then Marluxia. Well, okay. The idea is that he lost his memory when. Xehanort like split him. Right. He was broken. So he doesn't remember any of that. So I guess you could say that maybe that part of Vanitas found his way back to him or something later. Mm. Okay. Kind of like, like a, a stretch, re- but I like, like a recompletion type yeah. thing. It's a stretch, but I like it. But yeah, it's it's weird. They don't they don't explain there's no voices. Right. It's, it's all it's, just music it's playing. Face my fears. And yeah, yeah. Or no, it's playing no, it's playing um Hikari at that point. Oh, Hikari? Yeah, it's playing Hikari at that point. And then when they get to the beach, it plays Face My Fears. Mm. Which I was like, oh, we got to mute it now. Uh, <laughs> so they're on the beach, and they're playing, like, Frisbee, and it's super anime Frisbee. Yeah, like, it, it, it's the Frisbee that they have in um, in uh, Birth by Sleep. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, they, they, they wanted, like, Isa wanted to play with Lee or <gasps> oh, whatever. Oh, that's right. Like, that's right. You got to play whatever so, this disc game is. Yeah, they're, they're throwing discs around. Ultra but, Super Disc. Uh uh, the Twilight Town trio are making a big Mickey emblem, but it looks like boobs to me. <laughs> and then, and then Donald's making a sculpture of himself because, of course, he is. And then Ventus misses his catch, and it it hits the his his uh his sandcastle, and it goes down. Nominating Shion are finding seashells together. Right. For some reason, Terra, Roxas, and Riku are just running laps around the island. I don't really know what they're doing. Uh, who's the, who's the fastest or something? I, I don't know. know. It kind of it kind of feels like like the KH one, like they're running on the beach. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, and everybody's there. Mickey's there. Everybody is there. It's like everybody's getting their big happy Disney ending, except for Sora and Kyrie. So then they showed the tree that they normally sit on. 
And what's interesting is Sora's sitting on the other side. He doesn't normally sit on the right side. And they do the thing where they put the hand on one another, and I'm like, oh, my God, is this they're going to kiss finally? Yeah. And then he fades away. She starts crying, and he fades away. And that's how the game cuts the credits. Now, I've been reading Reddit. I've been thinking about this. Right. A lot Needing of pe- answers. A lot of people are saying, well, neither of them are there. Because if you look earlier, no one's on that tree when they show that tree for a split second. Mm. I don't think that's true. What's interesting about the cutscene to me that I noticed the couple other times I watched it is right after Donald's uh, sand sculpture gets messed up, Mickey comes up and is like, yo, calm down. And then Donald kind of looks around him like to look at something. And literally everybody goes to look at whatever this is. Right. And we're led to believe it's Sora and Kyrie, but I don't know that that's the truth because why would they just all suddenly look at Sora and Kyrie sitting on a tree, right? Yeah. Now what that sounds c- like? It's kind of like, oh, my boy's getting some action type thing from across right, but the club. Everybody, you can see it. everybody's, and I don't think the angle's right. I don't think they're looking. It looks like they're looking at someone under the bridge, under the bridge, or like in the out, out to sea, like in the sunset, maybe to me. Uh, my my theory is. That's when Kyrie showed back up, and Sora was there for a brief instant, and then gone. Mm. It's 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 more literal than you think it is. That's what I think. Mm. I don't know that for a fact. Though, what do you guys think about this shit? So, so this he's saying been... like like he used the power of waking, brought Kyrie back, but then for some reason he was lost. Yeah, he 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 was lost. He, it, whatever whatever young Xehanort was warning him about happened, and he was lost. Because I don't understand why they would all look that way otherwise. Yeah. Without the return of them. You yeah. know what I mean? Unless it was like symbolic, like they were all looking out there, like thinking about Sora and Kyrie, but I don't right. know. Right. That's possible too. I, I, I also subscribe to the theory that neither of them were there. I think that's fine. Yeah. Or that she's just there crying and they're all having a good time. I don't know if I. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's like, okay, they have to know, they have to either not know. That they either have to both be missing or not know that Sora is missing, or it's like a wake where everybody like has a good time after the funeral and Kyrie's the only one crying. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Yeah, like okay, like that part like really fucking baits you, dude, because it's like it shows them and they're having the moment. And you're like, oh my god, right? And then they're holding hands, and then it zooms in on like Kyrie's face, and then she, she a tear comes, down. and then a tear just like rolls down. And you're like, wait, what the hell is going on? And then the camera, like, pans. He doesn't just fade away. It, like, pans to where, like, the sun is directly behind him. And then, like, during the pan, he fades away. And well, it's he just looking at the sun. He starts to fade a little bit. And you're like, oh, maybe that's just the angle of the sun. Yeah. And then he finally just pops and fades away completely. Right. And it's like, oh. It's almost like um, there's that scene in the opening movie of two where they're all the three of them are all on that branch. Yeah. And and Riku and Kyrie fade away. Kinda like it, that, yeah. It, it's it's similar to that. Uh I just had that connection in my head. Right. But yeah, it seems weird that they're all like celebrating having a time if he just left too, I guess. I don't know. N- n- none of it makes sense. And what I said to Addison to Jason is when we played is if they would have done like a mid credits scene where they show like the, that scene ends with them like the, they're just panning out and nothing happens, and then the mid credit scene they show him disappear. That really would have been fucked. Yeah, because we would have had all these happy feelings. Oh, Sora got his happy ending, <laughs> yeah. and then they showed him fucking vanish, and you'd be like, 
What the hell? I said I would have I would have flipped my TV over <laughs> if they would have done it that way. I was still like, wait, what is going on? It's like the entire credits. It felt like the longest credits of my entire life. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, what the hell? And then you get the end credits. Then we get the scene. epilogue. Uh, they show just to note, they show some like Disney happy ending stuff oh, happening, yeah. which is nice. Yeah. Um, in in the credits, not really necessary, but Andy came back. Cool, maybe. I that Andy one, I thought it would have been cool if, if Young Xehanort walked in. <laughs> He's like, oh, hey, hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> It'd have been really stupid if it was like Sora. Yeah, yeah, that would have been dumb. I mean, that's basically what they're doing. So the epilogue. The epilogue shows Luju standing there hooded with the box and the keyblade. No name. It, the keyblade falls down. The keyblade like and he grabs it into the ground. And four of the five or four of the six, because Luju's already there, four tellers show up each on different paths and walk up to him. So minus one. So minus Ava. And they say, Luju, is that you? And he goes, I haven't gone by that name in a long time. And he puts his hood down, and it's fucking Zigbar, dude. And yeah. Zigbar is dodging questions like his name is Tetsuya Nomura, okay? Because <laughs> they're like, what, what, what are you even doing all this time? And he goes, I had a role to play. And it's like, answer the question, Zigbar. And then he like someone asks him something else, and he's like, looks around. He's like, it looks like Ava didn't make it. So he keeps changing the subject. And then finally they're like, what was your role? The bear guy, because the bear guy is the most angry one. And he yeah. goes, what was your role? Tell me. And he goes, I hope you like long stories. And he kind of like smirks and like looks at the camera. Like, like, like I know you fuckers are waiting for more, but you're not getting it. Yeah. You're not. What, well, when they like appear, it, it really like is reminiscent of like, at least to me, like the whole final world type thing. Oh, like what's behind them when they appear, you mean? Yeah, like yeah. they, they kind of like water, like materialize type thing. Yeah, that's true. It looks very similar to that. Yeah. Uh, also to know, Maleficent and Pete are standing on a ridge somewhere nearby. Spying on them. And interestingly, they walk in separate directions. Pete and Maleficent? They, they, they go off in separate directions. The fact, huh. that, the fact that they were strung along throughout the whole game, like in, they're in every world looking for this box... And nothing ever comes of it until the epilogue, which really still nothing comes of it. They're just there watching. Like, that's crazy to me. Right. And it's so a lot of people, based on what happens in the secret movie, which we'll talk about next, think that Kingdom Hearts is going completely away from Disney. Yeah, and that wouldn't make sense. Pete and Maleficent walked in separate directions because they're going their separate ways. And that's what that means. And I was just like, okay. No, they want to put a million (laughs) cutscenes in. Like, we need to find the book. You're, You're reading into that a little too much. But. Uh, so so Zigbar's lose you. Uh, does anybody have anything to say about this? I I don't. I mean, it caught me off guard that he ended up being Luzu, but I definitely thought he was more important than he was led on. They're leading on, just because he always he made comments in. Um, was it Dream? I don't remember which game it was. He said he's. He's playing his own, or he's got his own plans that he's yep. He's made comments like that in the past, and he's always made those comments about like the Keyblade, him wanting the Keyblade, and all that stuff. Yep. So no. it felt like he he had a bigger role to play. And even in this game, and when he's in Olympus, he says, "May your heart," and then the thing cuts because they they they're even trying to tell us then yeah. that he he has knowledge of the fair the time of fairy tales because he knows that phrase. Yeah. 
insane. It's insane because we we've always been a big fan of Zigbar over Zigbar here. Zigbar, my favorite. He's he's Jace's favorite character. Uh, and we always had the same feeling that you did that there's something more to him. And now we know he's he's been loser the whole time. Jason, you have an interesting theory about who else Zigbar might be. That I, I think feel like should... Zigbar might also be Master of Masters. Like he doesn't know it yet, but like he is. So you're saying like the Master of Masters disappeared like into Luju's heart or something like that? No, like I think like like Master of Masters is like Luju is Zigbar, like like that's his last form, if that makes sense. So he's saying that the Master of Masters got to a certain point in the future, traveled back in time to give Luju this duty. Hmm. And it like it would make but more he is sense. Luju. It would make more sense as to the whole like instead of no name, like knowing where. So he like tells he tells him no name is the key for him to be to for him to see all of the future or all yeah all the future. But to him is the past, right? Mm-hmm. But it's really him that's the key, not no name. But he tells him to follow no name because he thinks or knows that no name is going to be the key because no name was passed down to him. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, like, he tells him follow No Name because he knows I, he's going to get No Name and No Name's been passed down to him. I think it's a very interesting theory. However, I don't understand his endgame then. Like, I don't get why he need, he knows everything. He's been around for so long. Or are you saying that that it's a separate timeline now that he's done that? Yeah, it would be a separate okay. timeline, yeah. It's not usually how Kingdom Hearts... Well, like, they do talk about world lines. They do talk yeah. about... Yeah, damn it. Damon Nomura. Yeah, like he's like, okay, I want to know like everything that happens before. Right. So, like, Luju is him himself. Kind of like what Maleficent wanted to do. Kinda, yeah. Hmm. And maybe like that box is like the key for something. I don't know. That that's the biggest question. If mark. that's what really is is going on, if your theory is correct, we're not finding out for like ten games. Yeah. Yeah. If it's that convoluted of an answer, we're not finding out for a while. Because a big surprise, I'm the master of masters. You know? like, yeah. ugh, Man, that would be wild. Uh, Anderson, anything else you want to add about this epilogue? No, I'm uh, just interested to see where it goes. Yeah, it's... I'm glad they gave us something, because, yes, people have talked about how this is supposed to be the end of this saga, but it is not the end of Kingdom Hearts. And... This is what I told you guys. You were like, oh, well, I want it wrapped up in a ribbon, in a bow. And I was like, that ain't happening. No, like, I got what I wanted. Yeah. Okay. I, I, didn't, I wanted... Leonor wrapped up in a ribbon. And it, it wasn't the ribbon. In the end, it wasn't the ribbon I was hoping for, but... Yeah. At least the ribbon we... was a little too nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then finally, the secret movie. And we're not going to talk about the secret movie a whole bunch, because I think I want to do that more next week. But... The secret movie is very interesting. So it's very high definition, uh, just like all the secret movies are. Looks ahead of its time almost. Yeah. And very realistic looking. Sora wakes up in a realistic world, and then so does Riku. And it looks like Japan. It, uh, it looks like Sora wakes up in Shibuya, and Riku wakes up in Shujinku, hmm. which are two provinces of Tokyo. I don't know if they call them provinces. I think I might have got that wrong. But two sections of Tokyo. Okay. Uh, Shibuya is in, it's like, it's their busy, like, shopping-like area. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's almost like their Times Square, okay. so to speak. 
especially the area Sora wakes up in where he's looking around and it shows all those buildings and stuff. Yeah. And there's a building in the back that's, I believe it's normally called the 104 building. It's a department store. Yeah. But they they labeled it the 109 building for copyright reasons. Right. And they also do that in The World Ends With You, which is another Tetsuya Nomura game. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people think Sora woke up in that world because he promised Neku that he would go to their world. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't think that's what's going on. I think people are... J- I think they just didn't want to get sued for using the 104 building, so they just right. used the same little gimmick they did before. Did, okay, have you... Did you see what a lot of people are saying, the building that the hooded figure is standing on? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm getting to that. Okay, don't, okay. Don't, I didn't know if you knew that. Don't, don't you worry. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, no, the building that the hooded figure is standing on. Yeah. What's the building that the hooded figure is standing a on? A lot of people think that that's the Square Enix building. Based on like where he's looking and up, what the really? buildings are, that that's the oh, Square Jesus Enix Christ, building. It's the Square <laughs> Enix building. Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll get to that. So Riku wakes up in Shinjinku, which um, there's this government building in Japan. That's the one with the two big, the two big like uh, uh, pillar pillars. Buildings. I don't want to say towers for some reason. I don't want to say two towers. Uh, <laughs> the two big pillars. It's like one. It's, it's to me. It, it reminds me a lot of like a cathedral. Right, and actually. That's it's fun to talk about this because that's the building that Tetsuya Nomura based the palace and insomnia on in Kingdom Hearts or not Kingdom Hearts in Final Fantasy thirteen verses and fifteen. Hmm. He based that palace on that government building. Oh, okay. so Riku walks like that. It's in Chujinku, and then that's where Yozora is sitting from Virum Rex. Yozora. Uh, one blue eye, one red eye. One blue eye. eye, one red eye, dressed like Riku. But he, you'll notice his design is very distinct. Yeah. He doesn't have big, round anime eyes. Yeah. He doesn't, you know, he looks more like a human being as opposed to Sora and Riku. Yeah. He has, like, normal-sized eyes. He's just, you know, chilling. And when they show that building and Yozora, they play the first... Like three chords and then a similar sounding melody to Somnus from Final Fantasy Fifteen, which is the uh, the menu screen music. Oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? I can't remember how that goes. No, uh, we'll we'll play it after the podcast. It's been too you know long. You go listen to it and then listen to that part of the trailer and you'll go, "Holy shit, dude!" Because it's literally the first three notes are the same and then it goes off in a different key. I guess you would call it, hmm. and it's a slightly different melody, but it's it's definitely supposed to because it's right when they show Yozora. Okay. It's definitely supposed to be to do with You're that. supposed to get that connection. Yes. And then it shows um, a hooded figure standing on a building, which apparently is the Square Enix building. <laughs> and he puts his hands in a heart shape around the moon to make like a Kingdom Hearts looking moon. And then it says, Kingdom Hearts reconnect. What What the hell is this, guys? I don't know. Who knows, dude? I don't even want to start to think about or guess. I'm just... Yeah. So it's too much of a headache. It is. E- it's even like the old movies, the old hidden movies, where like the late, like both of them were like the last world you go to. People were like, oh, this is the beginning of the next game. No, it's probably the end of the last game. They right. do that with the uh, with the hidden bosses, too. You fight the the... The boss to the next game, right. but you just don't know it's the boss. Yeah, I don't think that's happening this round. Even if we get a secret boss DLC, I don't think we're fighting anything from this next game. I don't know. I think this game's going off in a very strange direction. I think it's um, 
there's a lot I want to talk about with it, but I kind of want to save a lot of it for next week. But I will say this. There was a 4chan leak months ago, maybe maybe even a year ago, hmm. where this person supposedly leaked that Final Fantasy XV was getting re- rebooted as Final Fantasy XV Versus, and it was Tetsuya Nomura making the game he wanted to make but got pulled from to make Kingdom Hearts 3. Right. And that it was going to debut in the Final Fantasy world of Kingdom Hearts 3. Okay. This was a 4chan leak from like a year ago. So there's there's some weird weight to all of this. So so that would assume that this next game is going to be a crossover. Right. Or I don't know. I, I don't know what it's going to be. Uh, there's just so many. If you watch even that Verum Rex trailer that they play when you first join Toy Story World, there are so many similarities to that and to 13 verses and to 13 verses of the vision that nomura wanted for that game and not what it eventually turned into and I, i'm going to talk about that more next week so I, I hope you guys are ready for that but there's so many different coincidences and things that are just like nomura planned all of this yeah he, he i don't know what he's getting at and then the thing about the square enix building just makes it even <laughs> crazier to me uh, whatever it is, I I believe the next Kingdom Hearts game is gonna. It, it won't be no Disney, but it will be less Disney, and it will be more focused on Square Enix yeah. properties. Do you, ever get, do you ever get? The, do you start to get the feeling that maybe one of Nomura's biggest problem, and the reason why all his stories are so like convoluted and, and things are always left open ended, is because he looks too far ahead. Yeah, I, honestly, people people think he makes it up as he goes along, but I think he's got like plot points that he wants to hit mm-hmm. for a long time, but doesn't know how to connect them. I, I I don't think it's that he doesn't he doesn't make. I mean, he makes some of it up as he goes along, obviously, but I just think he like I I wouldn't be surprised to hear that when he he made and some secret of darkness in Kingdom Hearts one with the Guardian, he's like, well, that's another character's heart. That's trapped in him. I would not be surprised that he yeah. thought of that. He didn't know who Terra was or what was. You know what I mean? No, yeah. But I think there's a lot of things like that. I, I agree with that, Addison, that he he just goes, I want to do this and this and this and this and this and this. And I think that's why Final Fantasy 13 Versus was taking so long. And they said, hey, we're pulling the plug on you, dude. Someone else is finishing this. Yeah. And he's pissed off about it. And so he's he's like, I'm going to do this whether they like it or not. <laughs> you know? I, and. He he gets what he wants, man. Yeah. Nomura gets what he wants. He's, I guess. I, I also have a theory that um, Nomura and uh, Kojima, uh, who who made Metal Gear and is making Death Stranding, that they're uh, Shigeru Miyamoto's uh, heartless and nobody, and Miyamoto's been dead for a long time. So that's that's a, that's <laughs> that's a whole separate uh, podcast, I think. Okay, but, that's yeah. Ridiculous. I uh, believe it 100. percent Yeah, I, I believe it too. Uh, uh, Tetsuya is the the nobody, uh, for the record. Um, any, anything else you guys want to add? Uh, anything we missed in this uh, in the spoiler talk that you guys want to talk about? I mean, we're still going to be talking about this game for weeks on end. Right. So if there's something you guys think we missed, shoot us an email and some report podcast at gmail dot com. Any, anything else you want to add, Addison? No, that's good. I. Uh... Um, yeah, I, I definitely want to talk more about that next week. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have a whole, I'm gonna have a whole lesson plan. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take everybody to school about Final Fantasy <laughs> versus 13 and and 15 and how that relates to Yozora. I like saying it like that, Yozora, Yozora. 
Jason, you got anything you want to add? Um, God, if that's a Square Enix building, I'm so triggered. I, I saw a screenshot <laughs> where it was a screenshot of Google Maps, and they put, like, based on what buildings are seen in, like, what he's looking right. at, his, his skyline. Well, he's looking at that government building where Yozora was sitting on, and the moon's right above it. Right, yeah, yeah. And a- apparently... Like they they did the it could be like someone just editing or whatever. Well, no, that makes sense because but, he he was inspired by that building to make, and it would make sense that would be nearby where he works, right? Because he sees that building all the time, right? Holy shit, dude! Yeah. I, so I, <laughs> apparently, because of the skyline, he could be at, on top of the Square Enix building. Wow. Kingdom Hearts is coming into our world. Yeah, that's scary, dude. It's it is. Like, we're assuming that the hooded figure is Zigbar, right? I a lot of people think it's the Master of Masters. Yeah, yeah. Because mm. that seems like a very playful, childish thing to do to hold your hands up like that. Oh no, that's kind of like Zigbar's MO. Well, do you know who the voice actor for the Master of Masters is? Uh, you told me multiple times, but I don't remember. Ray right. Chase, the, the voice actor of Noctis. Oh, <laughs> that not in Japan though. That's not the same voice actor in Japan. So oh, okay, if it was in Japan, I'd be like, this is fucking weird. <laughs> Noctis is the just Master the American. Of Masters. Version. Yeah, just the American ones. That's just a coincidence, I think. Uh-huh, uh huh. Yeah. Anyway, guys, we're gonna we're gonna end here. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our rambling. If you have any questions or anything you want us to cover, like I said, hit us up at the Answer Report Podcast at gmail or on Twitter at Super Spaghetti Bros. Uh, Addison, thank you for joining us this week. Jason, thank you for joining us this week. I, I'm, I'm honored. And uh, I think it's more important than ever, Addison, that you hit him with it. That I hit him with it? Hit him with it. All right. May your hearts be your guide and keys. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye.